It's like uh, there's this famous thing with Steve Jobs, uh, who was the the head of Apple yeah. and co-founder. And apparently, um, he he got outed from Apple when they were financially um, going through a rough patch. So he's the CEO, and they kick him out. A few years later, they had to bring him back because they were going down the pan. Apparently, they were like a few months away from being uh, like broke and finished. Nothing, nothing. And he came back, and uh, one of the famous things they said is that he he had this this quadrant. He drew a circle. He he put a line up to down, left to right. And they said, this is what we're going to focus on now. And it's business on top and personal on the bottom. And on the left, there was uh, the desktop. And on the right, there was a laptop or something like that, yeah? Mm. But he just made it very clear. Mm. This is it. Business, personal, hard, uh, hardware that at home, hardware you can take away. And focus on that. This is now the quadrant that we're, we're, we're working on. And I think it's the same kind of quadrant that you could loosely put rich and poor people and have that mentality the people on the left are still the people on the left, mm. whether they're rich or poor. And the people on the right are the people on the right, whether mm. they're rich or poor. I believe you can actually bracket people. I was running through the six with my walls. I was running through the six with my walls. You know how that shit go. You know how that shit go. Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, rodents and other small insects, welcome to the Eloquently Saying Nothing podcast. This is episode number. We are on 361, I swear down. 360. Is it 360? 360 degrees. I'm ahead of myself. Scoping the whole area. Mm. I'm ahead of myself. In your your blood, blood. blood. (laughs) All right. I'm out here looking to the future and that. Mm -hmm. Man, it's always there. You know, like that. One, two steps ahead. Trying, Rasta man. <laughs> You're done, no. Yes, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, on the Eloquently Saying Nothing podcast. Once again, this is episode 360, hashtag ESM pod to start or join in the conversation. Plug it at ESM podcast on the social medias. Got to plug that one. ESM podcast at gmail.com to send in your long form this and that. Am I the arseholes, the queries? comments and all of that good stuff plug it make sure you give us the fire stars or you follow us or you rate and review the thing wherever you can watch the thing and listen to the thing tell them tell them tell them if I was, uh, my mum uh, my brother got my mum and, and dad a new TV mm. and it's got um, it's just it's, it's, the smart stuff is built in okay so the old, that's how the last TV was that it didn't was have all the smart, smart stuff, stuff. Mm. so now they're tinkering with things and they went onto YouTube not like they, they weren't doing it anyways with the stick but for some reason they wanted to go to ESN podcast oh 
I said, I said, oh, you didn't have, you, you hardly got any uh, episodes there. I said, yeah, we, we don't really do the video, innit? And she's like, and there was only a couple of, li- a couple of views. I said, oh, no one listens to us, baby. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. And then they just look at us in disappointment. Like, oh, oh, you, you were doing podcasts before I ever heard what a podcast was. And you go, you don't have any views. And no one is, is, is watching you. Nobody wants to see what you're doing. You do good. You do good. It's nice when your parents are trying to support you. You do good. You do good. Thank you, mommy. Thank you. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, daddy. <laughs> Thank you, daddy. I think that's what that's that's something that my dad fully, 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 fully supports with me. Was that your your podcasting endeavors? Yes, this and my um my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice though. Yeah, yeah. But, but what would you mean by fully supports? Because I'm sure he supports you elsewhere, but you feel this rather than the other stuff. Uh, daddy, daddy supports me as a person. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily um, all the time thinks you're going down the right road, doesn't it? Like, as any person, you yeah. don't necessarily think that's that's not the right choice. Do this way, don't do it that way, do that way. And uh, if for those of you wondering why Stavros might be vocal and outspoken, it's because I came from a vocal and outspoken home. We, we didn't really hold back with each other. We were quite blunt. I yeah. grew up in a home very, very blunt. So that's why when I left uh, my sheltered accommodation, I moved into the big world and I realised, oh, not everybody's very blunt like this, but this is the house I grew up in. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Is um, that open and bluntness not a reflection of Yoruba culture? Maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. It's, it's a shame there's, there's, there aren't more Yorubas here to uh, to jump in on that question. I would I would say yes. Um, in fact, it is yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, uh, more, more so than so. But then I'm trying to compare it to other like just black cultures, other but, African cultures. Yeah, but I'm saying uh, the reason why I asked the question is because I think generally speaking, like n- Nigerians are kind of Nigerians generally and Yoruba specifically are generally open and very brash and to the point. Open. I mean, when I say open, I mean, they're not afraid to tell you their opinion straight away. Okay. Like, you don't have to ask for a Yoruba person's opinion. Sometimes, and then sometimes it's the complete opposite. Yeah? Yes. They just don't want to say nothing for for shame, for fear of offending. Depends who you're talking to. Mm. Okay. And then you do have those those personalities where they're just a bit more reserved. Mm. But if you're talking generally, I think it's if who whom they're talking to. If they're talking to somebody that they see as, you know, uh, not beneath them, but you know, somebody that they would wouldn't say, they wouldn't put eh before the the word mm. as a sign of respect. Mm. And they might be able to tell them something. Whereas the other person, they would say, you know, I'll but, keep myself to myself. But in that situation, there's always somebody that can say or would say eh anyway. So there's always that dynamic because of how honorific the culture is. Mm. You always have that dynamic where there is somebody who is figuratively speaking for better or worse above somebody else but those are the ones that you, you keep shnum yeah but one, only one side of those keep shnum I'm talking about the person who's above like, oh, oh okay, yeah okay, okay. I think you're just always going to get it fair enough I just know that um, I'm, I'm happy I grew up in a home where they're black I mean it has its benefits and I think if you're not a rounded person who does the additional work that you need to do in order mm-hmm. to be able to see that, okay, actually, this is our culture. This is where we've come from. But other people don't share this. If you don't do that bit of work, you can become a problem because you're not, you're then 
imposing yourself on the world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it, it imposes itself. Oh um, you're imposing yourself on the world without oh, taking oh, oh my dear. <laughs> taking into account what the world is doing around you. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'll get you. But then I always come down to you. So what do you want? You want me to lie to you? Because that's all it is. It's, it's, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to trying to besmirch you or put you down. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I trying can, to upset you. I understand. Just be honest. I can understand that. But then if you come from a culture that is designed where that honesty isn't a favorable characteristic, it, where you come from a culture where shielding the other person's feel, feelings is actually seen as being more honorific than just being honest with them, and that's what you have to deal with. Yeah. Because that's what the other cultures are like. The like British culture is like that. A, Brit- a British and Americans, certain types of American culture. So they say something um, about the East and the West Coast in America. I think it's one coast smiles in your face and stabs you in the back. The other coast doesn't smile in your face, but they would do anything for you. So it's like the culture itself dictates how the conduct goes. And in the UK, we just use um, grammar, as we say in Nigeria. They, they take grammar for this place, confuse you. So you hear words that sound nice. But they don't actually mean what they sound like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't re- because I don't respect it. It's hard for me to to put validity on that. It's it, it is something that I've had to struggle to go down that road. No, I get it, but it's interfacing systems, isn't it? So you have to understand to some degree their system you're interfacing with. Yeah, I understand it. I don't mean I have to like it. And then on on top of that, then it's like I I I watch you at all, true? Yeah. And then it, if depend on how, what kind of life you live and you know how you're making your money and whatnot, if you just do what you're doing, and then people will eventually. Just, so I've had tons of people just cut me off. It's like I can't deal with how you are, so they just stop talking to me or they distance themselves from me. I've had people that have blatantly just I'm going to distance myself. Not that I'm gonna lock you off. No, I'm but just distancing. Yeah, you. I can't talk to you all the time. I can't deal with it. Yeah, I can't deal with this. Like this is not normal. This is not nice to me. It's not a pleasant interaction for me mm. to have to deal with. Uh, this drama the conversations with you is, is dramatic yeah. oh wow so you know so I talk, I'll pick up the phone and I call somebody else and we, we have a pleasant conversation about what we've been doing and blah 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 but with you you know you find out something that I mentioned just that I've mentioned to six other people but you dwell on this bit you drill down on it and then uh, when I come up to the phone I don't feel you know I feel I feel worse than before I, before I came on and I feel I feel like to some extent I have the same thing I think the difference is though I don't speak to as many people as you do. I don't speak to that many people. Compared to me, you speak to more people. Mm-hmm. I just generally I'm not really a new person, a new people person. When you say speak to, oh what to, oh, oh new people. I'm, yeah, I'm not oh, a new I'm, people. Yeah, I'm happy to meet. Yeah, people. so I, I'm I'm not a new people person. So my circle and the people that I talk to in my circle, in my circle, the people that I talk to are people that I've spoken to or have known for over a decade. Mm. I think there's only one person who might not be over a decade that I speak to quite regularly and are quite... But when you say speak to, what do you mean? Like, we have contact regularly. What kind of contact? Whether it be by text, by phone, by voice note. Like, yeah, I don't, we, we properly talk about things. There's nobody... I, uh, outside of the WhatsApp groups that you're in, yeah. there's no one I, I contact regularly. Uh, that's not family. Okay. And in terms of the phone, I could give you my phone and, and take you to scroll through yeah. calls. Whether it's ingoing and outgoing. Yeah. I don't talk to people on the phone. I don't talk on the phone like calls, but like messaging maybe, yeah. I've got two people that are not family relatives that I message and in a week, I will speak to them. How many days are there in a week? Seven days? 
out of the seven days, I might speak to them five or six days out of that week. Voice notes kind of thing. Voice notes or actual yeah. direct text message back as and forward. Like if you if you look at my best friends, like for instance, That's my, my best friend. My missus message Rod mm. in a group that we're in mm. today mm. because she's like, When's the last time you had home? I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like uh, I think it was when I did the call out for for Mans to help me with the garden. Yeah. I messaged him. That's the last time. And that's it. So we would just go month, two months, three months, four months, five months, no message, no talking. And that's the same with all my friends, except maybe Liz. Liz is, is doesn't get that far before we, we yeah. see each other. But, and then, but when you pick up, it's like where you left off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, all yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just peep, I just people keep their distance, distance from me. People don't like me. People Fair. like me and then they don't like me at the same time. I don't understand it. And then there's people that when they meet me, for some reason they seem to like me. And then it's like, I guess what they like is what they don't don't like. Well, yeah, like. because I think. The again, the psychology of this population is that, or not even just this population, psychology of people is that everybody likes the honest critique of others. The minute it comes to being an honest critique of them, it becomes a problem. Mm. There's that, there's that thing. What was it? The term? Everybody likes black culture, but nobody wants to be black, kind of thing. Almost, yeah. So it's like somebody will really like you for being able to to break down a situation with somebody else. And for whatever reason, they may not think to themselves, oh, actually, he could probably do that to me as well. And then the day that it happens, they don't like it. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to upset people. I don't think you, I don't think you deliberately go out your way to upset people. I don't. I think, but I know I do. Yeah, you, but you will, innit? Like, the, the mad thing is, is when I know it's, I know what I'm doing. So I know I don't want to upset this person. I know that this person doesn't want to hear this. But I can't stop myself. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. is the, the... Because all I'm thinking of is, I cannot be fake. I can't be fake. I can't be fake. And being fake means zigging when I should be zagging. I hear that, but I, don't know, I, think, I think your brother did it to me one time, a long time ago. And he was like, what's wrong with you? Like, everybody doesn't need to have your opinion. And I'm like, but if something's not right, I'm going to say it's not right. And he's like, yeah, but nobody, everybody doesn't want to hear your opinion. Like some people just don't want to hear it. And it, I I took it, I received it. I was vexed even. I went home and I was like, what? what was he talking about? Like kind of thing. But over the years, I kind of like, kind of, you know, deeped it or whatever. And I thought to myself, yeah, he might have a point. Like just because I feel like it's something that needs to be said, maybe the other person doesn't need or want to hear it at that particular moment in time. And so I'd stopped. I actually remember the conversation I had, which was the same as that. Yeah. I was in college. So I was 18 or 19. Yeah, same college, yeah. Um, I had, uh, like I said, I was, um, my parents didn't let me do much. So I didn't go out a lot and meet new people. Mm. Uh, school, everybody was blunt. I went to school in Hackney. It was a, it was a rough school. If you come to the dinner, man, the, the, the conversations we're having about Hackney, it almost made me second, anyway, we'll, maybe we'll get to that later. But um, everybody was blunt there. So that was that. So it's only when I went to college I realised, oh, it's different because all the all my small, small circles, everybody was blunt. So I went to college and then I started just blah, 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 being blunt, being very honest, being very vocal. And I was even like a vocal because I was shy. Mm. But I was just very blunt. Mm. And then I remember, what's her name? Jenny. Yeah. Jenny and Polly mm. sat me down and um, basically they were they, they gave me what's the things that when, when you sit somebody down intervention and, yeah they gave me an intervention and it's like 
you know, you're a nice guy kind of thing, but you know, you're you're upsetting on all people and you're doing this and that, blah 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 blah. And I was like, What's the problem? Mm-hmm. And they said, Oh well, you you know, you did this. And I said, Yeah, I'm just being the truth, I'm just telling the truth, innit? And then one of them basically was standing over me because I was sitting there and she said, Not everybody wants to hear the truth. Mm. And it's the first time that had even registered in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never thought, it's like, wh- why would you not want to? But the way she was shouting at me, not in a bad way as well, yeah, she yeah. was like, not everybody wants to know the truth. And I, and I said, I think I might have been even trying to like talk back. And then it, it like I swallowed my, my words after a while and I, and, I sat there and I sat with it. And then I realised, oh, all this beef I've been having for however long it's been, I see what, you're, what you mean now. I don't understand why. Yeah, like you can see. It took me years of... I mean, and it's not even that complicated, but it took me years to figure out why. But at the time, I didn't even think about it. The thought, the thought that you wouldn't want to know the truth didn't just, cross your mind. Why would you not want to know the truth? I, I, I don't get it. So I had your brother tell me at college and then later on in um, working life, I had another example of it playing out and I thought it was the most bizarre thing ever. This one baked my noodles. So there was a woman at work and she was upset and I could see that she was upset. And I asked, um, you know, what's up? And she was quite happy to tell me. She's like, oh, that she um, had just got a new haircut. So it kind of like changed her look. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, she asked um, her friends how it looked. And she's got a friend who has, he's on the spectrum. I think it's Asperger's or something. Mm. And the way that that Asperger's works with this particular person is that um, they have no filter no filter not only the no filter but they don't have that um, what does it call it the social interaction thing where they are going to take your feelings into account when they're telling you what they're telling you they're just going to tell you the truth basically they don't give you the KY jelly they don't give you yeah there's no KY jelly they just give it as it is (laughs) so she said that she asked that person and that person told her that their hairstyle didn't suit her and it didn't look good. But then why would you ask a person that, you know, if, if they say something... Here's the thing, though. I don't like... Yeah, but here's the thing, though. So it's like, yeah, um, the hairstyle doesn't suit you and it doesn't look good. Um, and then went on to say which other hairstyle was the better one, right? Mm. So she was in upset. And I was like, why? She goes, I, was, I said, was it because that was the only person that does? She goes, uh, no, it's not that. It's that I've now got the hairstyle that doesn't look good. And I'm like, so what happened to all of the other people who you asked, who's, who told you that it looked good? Are you not upset with them? She turned around and said to me, oh no, they're, they're um, my friends. Uh, I expect them to do that. And I'm like, okay, so you're, so you're upset with the person who told you the truth. She's like, no, I'm not upset with them. I'm just upset that I chose a hairstyle that doesn't actually suit me. And that, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I said, okay. But then what about all of the other people? Oh, they're girls. They're going to lie to me. And I'm just like, but wait, what? Because I could like, even up till now, I'm still like, uh. yeah, no, but I'll disagree that you're, because uh, you, you understand the social um, back and forth with women like that. No offense to women. If, if we're just bracketing you, or sorry, I, if I'm bracketing you like that. I'm no, not, but I feel don't. like, I feel like. This is not, you have been with enough women that have come to you and told you about their girls and then when they're with their girls, their actual girls, girls that they would modified for, go fight for, go to a hospital for, spend a night in jail for, but behind their back, they're saying something different. And it's like, what? Like That's the, see now that element, I don't know. So to me, if you're your friends, your friends, isn't it? So you're supposed to be able to tell your friend, nah, it doesn't, doesn't bang. 
<sighs> women? Yeah, that's what. Women will lie. Well, I was I was properly baffled by that one. Well, women will lie to you, and because it, because that's why they say men when men. How can I put it? That's what, men's relationship and women's relationships is just two different things, isn't it? No, I get that. I get that. But that's what I'm saying. That's the second time that in my life I was like this idea of people not wanting to know necessarily the truth came and reinforced itself. Yeah, I get it all the time now. But it's it's still hard for me to to interact with people like that. And that's why um, the people I message and the people I, I reach out to are people that I can be blunt with. And the people that I can't, I still kind of like talk to them, but it's just different. And for better or for worse, I cannot respect people 100% if I cannot be a, a blunt with you. If you cannot accept the truth, I cannot. Can it's not I don't it's not I, I don't I don't want you. I have no choice. Something inside me is saying that if you can't just deal with honesty, yeah, whether you like it or you don't like it, yeah, then I can't. There's 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 you you have taken a notch off your own barometer. I have now resolved this the conflict in myself by um, not delivering unsolicited feedback opinion or what have you so mm. I will ask you if you want to know I won't just tell you I won't assume that you want to know mm. I've toned it down a lot so that's what that's what I, I do now yeah yeah I'm I'm similar I'm on I'm on, I'm on that road anyways Unless, there, there was an on off switch there, yeah. was, there was a doubt yeah. when I was 10 I'm not I'm definitely not 10 now depend on who I'm talking to and I was gonna say it depends on who I'm speaking to as well so like if there's like close family like the missus or what have you um, I would tell her and it's been the thing that's made us catch up a couple of times like why are you always and I'm like I just want you to be the best I just want all of us to be the best yes and in order yes. for us to be at the best you have to know this is how I see it where you're not where it's not working this is how I see it this is how I see it so but it's hard I, I know I can I can imagine it being hard to be in a relationship with somebody like that I, this is it, it must be the top three reasons why I love my wife. Okay. Because oh. I can be super blunt with her. That reflection, I thought it was a mouse or something. <laughs> I'm about to be like, what? <laughs> uh, that, um, me, there's nobody I can be more blunt with than my woman. Okay. And that is the reason she's my wife. Okay. Okay. If, if I couldn't be myself with her, then I couldn't be myself with her. It's like, uh, that's it. She, t- she and, she don't cry she don't bitch she don't moan she just takes it out in our whole relationship I've never had the why did you have to say that or um, or anything like that never mm. never if anything she's she's defending me uh, Mr. Wolf does it a lot where it's like uh, Mr. Wolf uh, will meet somebody in a, in a function or whatever I say something the person gets upset or yeah, they, 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 they see that blah 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 Mr. Wolf is nah 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 you'll get to know Stavros you'll get to love Stavros that's just his way he loves defending me Yeah, and my missus is, is the same she'll be like you'll, 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 you'll get it that there's no malice in what he's saying you're just not used to somebody like him can but, I go, go on sorry no, go ahead. I guess, can I ask you a, a reflecting question do you um, do you take for granted that your wife is the same as you in the sense that she will just tell you or do you understand that you might have to actually ask her for no, her, she's her not rawness? Like, she's not like me in terms of delivery. Yeah. We're not the same like that. Okay. And do you ever ask her for the rawness? She can only give me the rawness. She can't give me... Um, okay. That's that's. But whereas I might tell you 100 rawness, 
she might only say 80. Okay. So, okay. She, but she's not going to... Um, she's not going to powder coat it for you. Not for, not for me. We don't have that kind of relationship anymore. Okay. So, when, so I understand it when you're talking with people that you, you interact with, especially at work, stuff like that. But you're, you're, when you're close friends, it's like, yeah, sometimes I guess, you know, if you're growing different directions, maybe you started off one way and then it gets to a point where it's like you, you two have grown differently, not apart, just different. Mm. Kind of. I guess it is apart, but just different. And that I can kind of get because I've, I've, I've experienced that. Um, because I remember I've had a friend that I, I thought they were upset. It's kind of strange. I thought they were upset with me because I was telling them one thing. And then later on, they kind of told me that, they were upset with me because I wasn't as blunt as I as as I should be, or as I as, as you I, usually are, or something. Yeah, I was confused because the person told me they told me the, both of them. They told me they were upset with me for being honest, and then they were told me they were upset with me for not being for not being as honest as they expect from me. It's like I expect it you. You should be giving me the realness. If, if nobody else is going to give me the realness, I know I can get it from you, and you didn't, oh, and you upset me. Yeah, life is difficult. Oh, like, bro, like, what do you want from me, man? Because I know you said because I was, you were bitching out and crying when I was telling you the realness one minute, and then uh, so I was all right, okay, well, let me slow down. Our relationship has changed because I've always been this way, mm. and then um, and I know that it's not is that's not necessarily your style. I know you don't like it, but you accepted me. Yeah. But then it got to the point where I uh, maybe the topic because it was a big topic. Maybe just, you didn't want to hear it with this topic. And it, it bothered you. And you told me it bothered you. And so I said, well, okay, you know, let me t- tone things down. Maybe I should have been cognizant enough to know that, oh, maybe it's this thing. This is very, very delicate. And because I was blunt with this topic, um, they just didn't need that at that present moment. moment. Time, or, yeah. or just when it comes to that, just don't need it. So if, I know there's some things with me I'm sensitive with. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, let me think of something that I'll that actually take the... Uh, like there's a reason my children are on social media. Yeah, you can talk to me all you want, but you can, or my missus can't. It can't. I just can't. I I can't take that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna flip out and go. And I know that I'm the zero time kind of dude. So I just I keep them away. Mm. Um. But yeah, in this case, the person had an issue with what I said about a relationship, and then when down the line, I, I was like, "What's going on? Like, there's a problem with us." It's like you you did this even up to now. Still, I don't get it. But it got to the point where it's like I realized I actually can't just because I'm trying to ask you and it doesn't make any sense what you're saying. Yeah. So I just kind of like lift it. You know, at the end of the day, I didn't mean to upset you. Let me ask. You, let me ask you a further question. Then go on, bro. Um, this honesty thing. I know it is who you are and how you how you function. The truth. But um, how does it play out with your children? Um, this is this is the, this is the funny thing. All right. So obviously the the boy is is um, very young, so it's not applicable there at the moment. Mm. The girl, she'll be six soon. Yeah, all right. And with her, I told myself down. Okay. And I told myself down because she's very soft and um, delicate. Right. So I don't want to to break her. Okay. But I don't tone it down a lot. I tone it down a tad just because end of the day, not only is she um, delicate, she's a, she's young. Yeah. So this, I'm, I don't, I don't want to traumatize yeah, yeah, the yeah. girl and then she grows up like whatever. But at the same time, she cannot grow up like certain people I know. So the, 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 the people, there are people that I know right now, mm-hmm. I can talk to on the phone, but I talk to them 
and this is this is this is the bit when the, the respect thing disrupts. I talk to them with the same, not even the same, Ooh. less than I would talk to my daughter. Wow. Then to my my five year old. So whereas if my, if my five year old does something, can I be like, what? Well, <laughs> that's your business, isn't it? Yeah. You have to deal with it. Yeah. Like this person, I can't even say that to them. Or whereas if my wife did it, I'd be like, well, it's your fault. Yeah. Like, you, you like yeah. they come home upset about something. I say, well, that was your fault. Yeah. My daughter comes home and I say. Let's let's look at it, uh, which wh- why this happens, yeah, and try yeah, and explain to it. Yeah. Which I think most people kind of like live on that level, yeah. And then there's people I talk to where it's like I can't even say that. I just have to be like, oh, okay. I can't even I can't even like let them know it's your fault, yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden it's like that. That's a beef. It's a bad example because that's I don't think that's actually what I'd ever do, yeah. But it's that kind of thing. Whereas blunt with my missus, tone it down for my daughter, try and break it down for her so she can understand, and so I'm not troubling her at the same way, especially seeing that she's not a fully fully functioning adult. She doesn't even know certain things, so it's it's, it's a bit harsh just to be harsh. For, then it's almost like for the sake of being harsh because it's my job to teach her. Yeah. But part of teaching her is that um, I want you to be harsh. I want you to be like your mum. Yeah. I, I, if if you grow up and you cannot take honesty, I've failed as a father. It's it's a, it, the reason why I asked. It's an interesting one because I found that that was one of the challenges um, with our daughter as well. It's like, um, where do you draw the line? And it's the same assessment that you made. Like, yeah, you got to take into account that this person doesn't know anything. At the same time as knowing everything, the world is a new place. The world is a small place. So you you kind of have to meter out how how you deliver the honesty or what have you. Mm. Um, and we were coming into, or we came into a challenge re- uh, recently with um, like race. All of a sudden, she just became really racially aware. Mm. And I say all of a sudden like that because I have purposely not gone into that subject area yet. But um, that school or what have you, they've touched on Rosa Park and all those kind of things. And mm. my daughter has a, our daughter has a, a really interesting sense of justice. And I think children generally do have a sense of justice um, in the sense where they, kind of are very sensitive to when something's unfair mm. um so with that sense of justice of an honor her own she's now come to some conclusions about some things so even that video that you saw and you were like yeah i that's there's no input from us i don't know where that come from i don't know where it came from it had to come from you guys right but you can't tell me that but this is why i'm explaining it to you because you you'd automatically think it should but i like i said i have purposely purposely we have purposely not gone down that road simply because I don't want to um, indoctrinate her. I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you, man. I don't want to indoctrinate. So I've been clear about stuff, um, but then even with the race thing now, we had to go back and and explain it. And she said something to me the other day that I thought was a bit like, whoa. Um, You have to explain what that video is. Oh, yeah. So in the the video, she, um, out of nowhere, seemingly random, she got a book, um, uh, a black book, and... By the end of the video, she effectively said, "What was it? Um, remember, if you're brown, they can't take you down, or something like that." She, like, yeah, it, it, just because you're brown. Simon's daughter sent a video to my daughter, and uh, was it a birthday message or yeah, uh, yeah, something like that? So it must be a whole year ago then. Yeah, it was. All right, so yeah, so happy birthday, you know, have have a good day, and I think they were gonna, she was gonna see her at the um, a party, and mm-hmm. like I'm looking forward to the sleepover and whatever, and blah blah blah. And just remember, if you're brown, you're, 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 you're what is it? like basically it was just this little pro black uh, message at the end. Just yeah, just this this thing like a little poem, and it's like where did where did that come from? And I, I'm I'm telling you now. 
as single as where did you come where did that come from that you were we were exactly the same like what like kind of thing oh, okay yeah if you're brown they can't hold you down, down. yeah like yeah and I was like oh okay alright like where's that come from kind of thing so she's got that uh, element and then she said something the other day that kind of um, I looked to my missus like boy we're not doing good enough <laughs> <laughs> you can step up the game. No, she said something the other day that I had to basically explain to her again, like as honestly as possible, that um, you can't entirely blame everybody for the way they think. And she was like, "Well, well, you know, these people are bad or whatever." I said, "No, you can't. You can't automatically assume everyone's bad or these people are bad, and you can't assume um, that they are entirely responsible for the way they think." And she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Okay, you remember." In Jungle Book, she's like, "Yeah." I said, you "Remember the boy was being raised by uh, a monkey and uh, a panther or a tiger, whatever it was." It's like, "Yeah." I said, "Is the boy a monkey or a, pi- or a tiger?" I'm like, no. I said, "But all the child, all the boy knew was monkey and tiger, right?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "So, can you um, blame the boy for not knowing human?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well." He's a human, but he hasn't had any interaction with any other human. So can you blame him for behaving like a monkey or a tiger? And she was like, well, no, it's not his fault. He doesn't know anything else. I said, yeah. And that's the same thing with the people that you're talking about. They don't know anything else. So they've been taught what they've been taught and they haven't seen anything else. I had to explain to her, you've been lucky. You've gone to different parts of the world. You've interacted with different types of people. I said, look at your friends. Who's your, your best friend at the moment? She named a Turkish girl. I said, yeah, you see, not everybody has had, had that experience. So you, you're having to meet her out the realness to her. Do you get what I mean? Mm. It's hard, man. It's not easy. It's not easy because I don't want her to be soft either. No. I'll be so disappointed in myself. I won't even be disappointed in her. I'll be disappointed in myself. I would be disappointed in her as well. But <laughs> 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 I'll be... Cause you're not growing up in a in a in a soft home. Yeah, you can't be soft. Yeah, but you know what? It's life ain't soft. Like it's not even just about life ain't soft. Like you can be brought up in an environment that is predominantly one thing, and you turn out to be completely the other yeah. because your nature is your nature, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. So it's kind of like you have to crack the shell. You can't just provide the environment and think that everyone's going to soak up the same thing I, I try anyways that's that's all I can say I try I, I, I tiptoe around it and I try what what might surprise you is your son might just be more gangster just, it, won't, it won't surprise me just it's, naturally it's because it's two, they're two different people isn't it? well yeah I guess yeah so yeah you got the right idea anyway yeah. anyway who are you by the way that's what I want to find out if okay. I'm being honest with you well if you're being honest with me I Oh, hold on. No, wrong one. <laughs> I am Stavros Boss. Get down! And you can catch me at Stavros Boss on all the socials. Oi, oi. And in front of me, I have my brother, the right honourable gentleman, Simple Simon. I will declare that no matter how hard you look in this beautiful world that we have, you will never find a person who has more consideration or love for you than I do. Gaza.
It's like time to love you like I do, so never mind. Things that people say that I'll never hurt you, you never find. No one in this lifetime. So never mind, let time unwind. That was a short excerpt from a poem. In the in this original rendition, it was called Never Find, and that was by the right honourable Jack Hill. Mm-hmm. Gaza with Seth Forever, Alliance on the Foundation. Bang, 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 bang. bang, bang, bang. At Simple Simon FB on Twitter, I don't have Instagrams. You know who I are. Mm-hmm. No Mr. Wolf, but shout him out. Shout out Mr. Wolf. Still. What happened to Hulk Hogan? Noah Hala, but shout him out. Mm-hmm. Big up yourself, my brother. No websy, no webs. Spider sense tingling. Big up yourself, my brother. Mm-hmm. So you just got us three black bastards this episode. Why not though? Yes. We should just call this one one to one, innit? One to, the one to one episode. One to one. All right. Okay. Here we are. All right. Something you touched on there about being able to understand, um, like your daughter having a Turkish friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, being able to understand certain things. There was something I came across a while back. Let me see if I can find it now. And it fits into this kind of bracket there. I need to find it. It's about being a hijabi. Did I, did I, I, I think we discussed it actually. Did we? Yeah, we talked about having a party and um, I can't find this thing now. Uh, uh, oh, hijabi Pearson taking a photo and then yeah, 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 we, yeah we, we, just, we discussed that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. don't worry about that. Anymore. Oh, okay, don't worry about that. Anymore. We talked about that. Well, let me play this thing then. We made all of the mistakes. Unfortunately, been divorced before. You know, my first marriage, we made all of the mistakes. Unfortunately, he passed away. So why did you guys get a divorce? Because I really wanted something different. It's very unfortunate because he was the most loving, kind person. I I had all the love and support that I could have ever wanted. But I think I went through a period wanting money. Like I wanted to be with someone and be at a different level. And I saw him work all of the time. It's it's one thing to like work and work and work from like 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, day in, day out, and still have no resources. And for me to work, do the same, and just want a different life. So, long story short, you wanted a different life and lifestyle mm-hmm. than he was able to provide. And so you said, you know what, this, I'm out of here, I need more money. Um, I was selfish and took advantage of a real unfortunate situation, which was he loved me and David unconditionally, completely unconditionally. And when you love someone like that, you really accept their flaws and you accept less than what you should. So really I should have been a better wife. Every time we saw each other, like you knew that was your soulmate, right? I mean, right, 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 
there are checkboxes in a relationship. That that so, I think my immediate question becomes: didn't have enough money mm. from four a.m. to ten p.m. and he's working. So when she says, so is it he didn't have enough money or they didn't have enough money in the relationship? Well, he wasn't. I'm assuming both because. I'd have to know what her contribution was as far as like money is concerned as well. Like if he's working from four till 10 and she said she can see that he's doing that. Yeah. And she's also grinding her backside off and it's not happening. It's not, it's not a one way thing, is it? If you're in, if you're in a marriage, you're supposed to be a team. Yeah. But the team doesn't have to be that both of us have to do the individual things in the team. So if we take it as a football team. So, so yeah. This is, I'm, I'm the defender. I'm meant to stop people scoring. You're the striker. You're meant to score goals. We're a team, but we don't have to do the same things. You can't say because you're not scoring seven goals uh, a season, you're flopping. Like I'm a defender. I'm not, I'm not there to score seven goals a season. Okay. So what I'm, this is what I'm trying to try. I'm trying to establish whether or not she's basically saying that he doesn't earn enough money or if there isn't enough money in the relationship. I, st- I think it can be both. And even, and even let's, I think it can be both. I don't. I. I. I think I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it makes any difference. No, it does because it's very different if he's working from four a.m. till ten p.m. Yeah. and she's working from nine to five, and the financial contributions are near enough similar. Because now he's doing a hell of a lot of work, or, or is doing a lot more work, and gaining the same amount as she has. There's. Yeah. But what a, difference does that make? That's my point. Uh, yeah, there's some. Um, Ambition, not ambition, but like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambition. You can you can bring the argument about um, whether or not he's being efficient. You can bring the argument about whether or not he's being efficient, because then you you start looking at um, whether or not he, he's making good decisions. I would say, but as a raw example, but if she's saying that he just needs to earn more money, and that's the reason why she left him. I mean, I'm not here to dictate whether people are right or wrong in their decisions. You're a podcaster. <laughs> I'm supposed to, I'm a black podcaster yes, as well. A black male cis podcaster. Uh, I'm supposed to be out here telling people what they're doing wrong yes, and that. Yes. Um, with your problematic self. With my problematic self. Um, there was no non-Africans. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's a tough one to take, but. This is where I see the world is at the moment. That money seems to be incredibly important to almost everybody. I get it. In a very unhealthy way. Uh, unhealthy. It's it's extremely unhealthy. Um So yeah, if she I mean if she's unhappy because he doesn't earn enough money, what can you do? My heart says that's wrong. My head says it's wrong kind of still, but my head understands. Um it's like if that's what if that's important to you, then fine, go out, go out there and find somebody that makes money. I mean, my thing is this, yeah. Um, there's it's two sides. So there's the side you're talking about. If it's important to you, then you go out there and make money. But then there's also the other side, which is about real life in it. Um, and that real life is now. Um, are you going to? What I don't want to see for her is she ends up in a very compromising position in the sense where. She gets somebody who has more of the money, which is what she's after. And then um, that person 
lacks heavily in all of the other things that this guy was yeah it's just was it 70 30 or 80 20 yeah but it's going to be the case it's yeah so you're getting seven out of ten now and you don't like money and there's bound to be at least two other things and then you go to somebody else and you're getting five out of ten but the money's like a lot so then what are you going to do spend um a a few extra years accepting this money and these are lessons you just learned because she i think she cried at the end of that it was almost like she was regretful that for, for leaving because obviously she said the person died and it's almost like I wish I was there. And when she said he loved me and, and well, uh, child, yeah. so I'm assuming like it's not his child. Yeah, exactly. Child. And, and these things happen in real life. Like, but again, I, I don't know. I don't agree with it, but that's just because of the kind of personality I am. But then at the same time, hmm. if you are looking at this as a, as a matter of survival, um, it's a survival story. Then you don't have. I saw something. What was it? Someone posted something. I think it was Peter Naira posted something that said, "Um, stop. Uh, don't know. Choose, choose or aim for the a life of luxury. Stop championing the suffering. It's yeah. not suffering is not an achievement. Mm. And you find that that's a lot of." a lot of what we do within our community and I don't think that that suffering mentality is actually from our community it comes from religion yeah. it comes from religion it comes from this idea that <sighs> that Jesus suffered and so you must suffer in order to be good because you're supposed to be like Jesus so that's where it actually comes from it doesn't come from our it's harder for rich men to, to get into heaven yes. than it is for, what's it, an elephant to get through the eye of a needle. Yeah, it's, it's, that's nothing to do with our culture. That is purely religion. So what that does is it sets you up. Remember, those are the parts of the Bible we were taught as well. So it, it doesn't, it sets you up for metering your expectations and your, your ambitions in life. It sets you up for that. And then we then perpetuated it to where the way we perpetuate. So now... But what about the pastors that is the, these prosperity pastors? Yeah. Most most of them these days is like, get your money, man. Just, yeah. just give me my time. Give me my time. But, but again, that's recent. If you look at... And I'm looking at Nigeria as a proper example. That is recent. They, they preach suffering. And they, pre- and they preach suffering about, like, you know, if you give us some money, then God will bless you. But they preach suffering. Like they, they, you have to suffer. Ah, oh, the suffering is too hard. The suffering, like we even put it into our language. So I, I agree with the idea that you mentally put yourself in a space where um, you aim for what it actually is that you want. Mm. Yeah. And settling as a compromise or compromising again me I'm not really a fan of compromise I don't I don't think it's a religious thing you know I, that's where I see it stemming I, from I think it's it's more of um, a social economic thing I think you can have because uh, you have those those barriers or those areas where you have the people in the council house that are just scraping by um, down the, the block from somebody in a 1.2 million house that has been you know whether it's not bought outright is it's affordable for them with the fancy car outside and they could go to the same church that's in the middle and they can both hear that same message and when they leave they're not they're not receiving it the same way because the rich person is doesn't have that mentality or the or the wealthy person or the well-off person doesn't have their mentality i'm not suggesting um entirely that um it is just about religion 
I'm suggesting that religion is the the barometer for it because the way we were taught, the way we were taught religion, certain parts of the Bible were highlighted for us, and the parts of the Bible that were highlighted for us highlighted suffering by whom, by our pastors or what have you. But again, how that how that came to pass, you have to remember it's not it wasn't our Bible. I'm saying this from the point of view of an evil person who uh, happens to be directly related to one of the first um, pastors to have uh, been able to speak English and pass the doctrine on to Igbo people. They teach you it in a certain way. Like you should be grateful for X, Y, Z, A, B, C, but they didn't take that gratitude and and, and place it next to um, this kind of like humble servitude. I just, I just, where it doesn't push you, it doesn't push you, it doesn't push you for material gain but it's preached to specific types of people because like you said other people will read the bible and not do that or what have you but then we, we have to question how no, how much they take it into account is as as real or what have you i i i honestly feel that when i talk to one person they have a mentality and they talk to another person they have a mentality and it's based on how they came up financially so I, I I mentioned it earlier on in the series of maybe could be a year ago or so where I said I was talking to people outside work hmm. and this big conversation about what we're going to do for our children financially. Yeah. And uh, all of us had young children that, you know, we're looking at 10 years down the line or, so, or plus they're going to be financially independent and what is it we're going to bring to the table. Hmm. And all of us have come from a background where we, we, we struggled. Most of us, uh, our parents were immigrants. They've come, they've struggled. Now, you know, we're doing half decent or they've, they've but we understand the struggle. Yep. We've seen it. All of us have yep. seen it. And we, I think all of us can kind of like see where if we're not on the other side, we're, we're on the cusp of the other side. Mm-hmm. And all the guys were like, they're going to make their children. Uh, and this is not necessarily all black people, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a bunch of Asians. And it's like, we're going to make our kids do X, Y, and Z. And I said, I'm, I'm not going to. And they said, why? And then when I came out with, well, um, there are some things I'm going to make them do. But outside of that, there's no need for them to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that my heart doesn't push me in that direction because, pardon me, I want my child to know the struggle. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was this podcast or whether it was just me dwelling on it by myself or having discussions with my wife. And then it's realizing that, they don't need to 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 go through certain struggles. There are certain things that I, me, I want to provide for you, and then you should provide for your children. And so it's like my parents went through things that I don't, I never had to go through, and then I want my child to never have to go and see things, some of the things that I did. It's like a stepping stone, and then I want you to be able to step up, step up, step up. The thing for me is that it will get to a point. We're on the seventh or eighth step. Your that child, now my great 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 grandchild or something mm-hmm. like that, is so out of step with what I see as a way of life mm-hmm. that it becomes an unfortunate thing. Just hopefully, I'm dead before that happens. But here's the thing: what you've what you've mentioned there is just basically the the principle of continuous improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: I'm I would put it to you that we have generationally not been there in the sense of that stepping stone. We haven't, we haven't 
um, within our families necessarily taken stock of what's happening in that particular time and adapted to it. What we've done is taken the lessons from our parent, our foreparents, yeah, mm. and applied that to our own children. Not taking into account our children, not taking into account the new world that they're living in, and we've just applied the same thinking and understanding which means that there is going to be generally progress anyway because the environment's changing mm. but the progress is a lot slower because the mentality is the older mentality I, I can't talk for that I don't know how my, my grandparents raised my parents so I am fortunate enough to know how my grandparents raised my parents and I understand entirely why they are the way they are and I understand entirely why they think the way they think and it's been me that's had to bridge the gap between the way they think and where I am at at the moment and it's because in part um, they weren't as strict as their parents were Mm. thankfully but there are some families where they try to be as strict as their parents because they think it's the right thing to do so I am. If they got beaten twenty times, they're beating their youth twenty times. Uh, beating. I'm. I'm. I'm as strict with my uh, children as my dad was with me. The beatings not necessarily. But this is what I'm talking about. But that's. I'm still as strict. The just, just beatings are just. I don't. Uh, for for better or for worse, or for whatever reason, my my daughter is somebody where it's like uh, I don't have to beat her to to uh, get the point across, but. but the things, the the thing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. But are you strict in HD, or are you strict in monochrome? No, I'm. I'm what, what do you count as the difference? The difference is Old Testament, New Testament. I t- I will talk to my daughter. I will explain to her what I'm doing. So you're already, you're already. No, but no, because I understand that there's, there's. I want her to know certain things. So there's a difference between, um, okay. All right, here's here's where I'm not where I'm different from my parents. Mm-hmm. So I could, uh, I, I, if my daughter breaks a glass, then I'm not necessarily gonna be on her ass. Like, depending on what she's doing, if she does try to get a glass and it slipped and it broke, then I'm not there barking at her. If I'm off sound mind, if I'm in a, if I'm in a decent mood, you know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bark on her. I'm like, I'll step back. Let me clean it. It's dangerous. There's glass there. Mm-hmm. That's the end of it. Whereas I might have got told off, like irrespective. So and yeah. this is, and these are the smart. You 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 might not see that as a significant thing, but you have to remember that if you move one degree here, thirty miles down the road, uh, that one degree is thirty degrees. I do see it as significant, but what I'm saying is that there there are there's a level of strictness that I maintain, same as my parents. I don't see that as strictness. I see that as being unreasonable. I, there are things that my parents did that were unreasonable that I have tried not to do. Yes. And and I'm saying that is the improvement. But Whereas I would say my grandma was unreasonable because she was brought up in that unreasonable era. Mm-hmm. And when I've talked to my parents and listened to them talk about how they grew up, it was clearly unreasonable. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I've been fortunate in the sense that they've come through seeing that that was unreasonable, but they were still massively strict as well. Mm. But they made a small change, which has allowed me to make a small change. I'm saying that I'm lucky in that because there are some families that don't make the change. Yeah, yeah. Where, and when those families don't make the change, this continuous improvement I'm talking about doesn't happen. But I'm saying that 
a lot of the time the religious doctrine has been the backbone of that. Well, that's not the case. From from for you, yes, not the case. And in my in my home now. Um and I was also I was fortunate to have my children at an old age. Yeah. I'm, and that helps. I'm an old parent really, if I look at it. I see my dad by the time he was my age, he had had all his children. Like yeah. Don't get me started. My dad he had all, all four all four of them and I'm trying to think by the by by the time I had had my first one, you know, all, all of them. I'm trying to think how old the the first one would have first one would have been twelve, thirteen, and the other and the youngest one would have been older than I am. I mean, than my than my youngest child is now. So it's like it, the lessons he had to learn on the job, yeah, as well. Yeah, because if I had had my first child at twenty one, twenty two, yeah, I would not be as good a parent as I am now uh, when I had my first child at thirty five. There's just no. Way there'd be things I could do better. Yeah. So when my daughter says now, as a as a, I'm 42, God and daddy, I want to go to the park, and inside, and as an unfit 42 year old as well, by the mm. way, because there are don't, it's not just the age. There are fit people in their 40s that is like, yeah, let's go, and they're outpacing their kids. Yeah. I'm not one of them. So, but when I was 21, 22, I was even if I wasn't the fittest, I was fit enough to keep up with the children. Yeah, yeah. So if I had had a kid at uh, 21 and at 25, my four year old is saying, let's go to the park, and I would be there with the bull and let's run around and do stuff. Cool. That's an aspect that I'm looking at her, and I'll be like. You come up short, boy. Mm. Yeah, you don't. You, you haven't got the fit and able dad that you would have had if I had you fifteen years ago. But, yeah. but you have the dad that's not shining at you for breaking the glass. That's that's telling you uh, step back and let me clean it. Yeah, and yeah, these are the slight differences, and it's, and it's the same thing with me. Like my dad, I was seventeen by the time I'm the age I am now. So my dad, yeah, my my, mm. my dad at my age, I was mm. seventeen by then. So mm. he's already mm. able to have exactly fully fledged a tribe. Yeah, big conversations and that. So. But I'm just speaking about what I see as far as this this the doctrine thing is concerned. That's what I see. It's I, just, like, I just don't think that's the main this, thing. This this celebration of suffering, especially in Nigeria as well. And the reason I brought up the Asian thing is because they're not they're not following Christianity. And but they do it too though, because there's there's this idea about nobility. There's there's ideas there's this idea about nobility and um, in being broke. Yeah. I don't see it. And, and, and it, again, I wasn't even, I didn't, I don't hope I didn't say Christianity. Maybe I did, sorry. But it, it's this, it is within religions, generally, there's this idea of nobility about, they call it being humble, but in in modern terms, that humble is brokenness. You suffering is somehow, but it's, and it's not for everybody. It's only a certain sector of society that that nobility um, aligns with suffering and you see it doesn't matter what country you go to all of the economically um, challenged people of whatever society from whatever religion have this connection with nobility and it's like almost like you have to have to have that love of nobility and brokenness in order to be a good person well then this is why I'm saying it's the mentality of the broke person it's got nothing to do with religion if it's everywhere and everybody then I can knock out the religion as well. It's like being. Bro- it's like what else have you got if you're broke? But they're different religions, though. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. For me, I'm. I'm. I'm so like beyond the religion thing because I just don't. I just don't agree mm. with it. Mm. It's not even I don't see it. I just fully. I just don't agree with it because I'm so crystal clear on the when you're broke. What do you have? You have the den of thieves, or you have the at least I'm not. 
that's what you have when, when, when you're broke. And if the and if you're the den of thieves, then those are the people that are not following whatever doctrine they may be. But it's, for me, it's before they've got to the doctrine, before it's got to the religion, they are, we are these type of people. We knew what we need to do just to get by. And that's what we're going to do. If I have to rob a man or, or shank a man, then that's what I'm going to do. Tribally, really, um, or family, or culture, or whether it's that, um, that area, wherever it is. But then you have the other people where it's like, at least we are not them. At least we are not them. At least we are good. We are, we are broke, but at least we are. And but, that, I just feel that as a human, a, a human ethos. But the thing is, in those same areas, the religions in those areas, the people that are rich in those places, um, maybe acknowledge the religion, but don't take it to heart as the poor people. That's do. what I'm saying. It's, it's to do with finance. Because if I'm rich, there's no, at least I'm not. Because that, that just comes with being financially secure. So I don't. Yeah, but how do you get there though? That's the thing. How do you get financially secure? Yeah, because it's the, if you're, it, you get to financially secure. You're saying it's a mentality thing. Fair enough. But you get to financially secure. You still consider yourself to be part of the religion, and for the most part, those financially secure people that are part of the religion. Because again, all of these religions have this idea of um, giving to the less um, fortunate. Yeah. Um. But how prevalent is that as a part of the rich people's psyche? See, because I think we're looking at it from different. You're looking at it like you're at the pulpit and you're looking outwards at the congregation. Mm. And I'm from in the congregation looking up at the pulpit. Right. And I'm saying that I don't actually even need to look at the, the pulpit. I can actually leave this church or this mosque or the, or, the, or this synagogue, wherever it is. I don't need to actually be in it. I can still be, I can still be amongst these people and split it by finances. And so you have the, the, the people who are low finance and say, we have to do what we have to do to get by. And then the other side saying that at least I'm not. And then you could say, all right, maybe the people that are up there financially have the same mentality. I have to do what I have to do to get by. They just have, it's just, you would see, at least you understand why the broke person is, is rubbing somebody to get something to eat. There's company rich people that we see or know of that are robbing people. And it's like, but you have mm. enough. Mm. But they, as far as they're concerned, it's just to get by. It's like, I need to do this because I want this paper. Irrespective of, of what, how, yeah. it's, how it's going to hurt other people. Morality. And then you have the the people who you might class as moral uh, wealthy people and it's like, well, at least I don't or at least I'm not. Mm. At least I'm not broke. So I should give. Or at least I'm not. At least I'm well educated. So I, I should try and educate other people. Right? Or at least, at least. I think you just, you can split it in, a, in a, the circle in, in, a, in, a, in a quarter. Mm. Hmm. And that's what it is. It's like uh, there's this famous thing with Steve Jobs, uh, who was the the head of Apple yeah. and co-founder. And apparently, um, he he got outed from Apple when they were financially um, going through a rough patch. So this is the CEO, and they kick him out. This is what happens when you when you have a, a board; they can kick you out unless you're uh, Zuckerberg, who, who ain't bad at life. And then um, a, a few years later, they had to bring him back. Because they were going down the pan. Apparently, they were like a few months away from being uh, like Brock and finished. Nothing, nothing. And he came back, and uh, one of the famous things they said is that he he had this this quadrant. He drew a circle. He he put a line up to down, left to right, and he said, "This is what we're going to focus on now." And his business on top, and personal on the bottom. And on the left, there was. Uh, the desktop and on the right there was a laptop or something like that yeah mm. but he just made it very clear mm. this is it business personal hard, hardware that at home hardware you can take away and focus on that this is now the quadrant that we're, we're, we're working on 
And I think it's the same kind of quadrant that you could loosely put rich and poor people and have that mentality. The people on the left are still the people on the left, mm. whether they're rich or poor. And the people on the right are the people on the right, whether mm. they're rich or poor. And the mentality, and for me, it is a human-driven thing. It is nothing to do with the religion. I believe you can, because I'm one of these people where it's like, um, just everybody says our oh, people are individuals and everyone's different. And I think to an extent, yes, but I think I believe you can actually bracket people. I believe I'm a good judge of character because you can actually take people's attributes and say, oh, it's like, um, so you know about machine learning. Mm-hmm. Machine learning, for those of you who are not in the know, is where a computer will analyze something and be able to pull out aspects of it without actually knowing anything about it. So this is why, on, a good way of putting it is Google Photos. I can go through Google Photos. I back up all my pictures. So I've got pictures from, from that I've scanned uh, from when I was um, six months old B-A-B. To, to now in my 40s. And Google knows I'm the same person. And what all this done is like, how does this computer know? Because some people will look at the picture and they and they will not be able to know. Yeah. Well, Google knows I'm the same person. My children look this, near enough exactly the same as as babies. But Google knows there's a difference because there's this, it's, it's scanned the face and it's taken all these little dots or whatever it is. I don't know how it does it. And it says, Stavros's face has got this, this and this and this. And it turns it into numbers. Yeah. It turns it into numbers. And when I see another face that has that number, A's, hash, two, four, blah, blah, blah. And it, it must be, be staffed. 20, 27 uh, letters and numbers long. It's, this is this is stuff. Stav is not a face anymore. Stav is a, is a is a number. Mm. It sounds scary when you put it. Yeah, there, yeah. Stav is a number. He's a hash. He's a hash. Letters and numbers. That's stuff. And when I see those letters and numbers, that's stuff. Facebook does the same thing. All of these, whenever they're doing stuff like that, so that's just a, a an easy example of putting it. And I believe that I'm got to the point where I can hash personality traits. I can hash people. So if you do X, Y, and Z, that is the the alpha. A Bravo, Charlie, mm-hmm. Delta, one, two, seven, trait. And when I see you do that, I've put you in that bracket straight. <laughs> and I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong because that's it. If you do this, then you're that. If you cannot accept the truth, you are in this bracket straight. I don't need to know, like, so if we if we take the circle, I mean, instead of cutting it into four, we cut it into hundreds. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Even with that hundred, there's a billion people in that hundred. But I know that you are part of that billion. And all you're going to do is keep cutting. There's going to be more circles, more circles, more things you're going to show me to let me know this is who you are. This is who you are. Have you ever done any of them um, personality tests? What do they call them? The, um... Oh, there's a name for uh, it. No, anyways. No, You've no, never done them? No, professionally. Because those tests um, seek to do exactly what you're talking about. I think it's viable. But I just think it's, it's more of a... I think a machine can do the face. Yeah. And I think it takes a person to do the, the person. This is why I ask so many questions. Staff, why do you ask so many questions? Because I'm trying to learn you. And I think a lot of people are worried about being sussed out. Of course they are. Of course. I mean, and the, well, there's a lot of people who are worried about being sussed out and there's another, I would say, probably equally num- large number of people who don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who you are? No. I don't know if I know who I am either. What does that mean? It means um, the greatest potential for unencountered outcomes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it it um, 
the room for unknown unknowns is great. Yeah, but that's not for everyone, man. No, but it's not though. Like if you know yourself, that's why some of the times we've had conversations about things that you would or wouldn't do and you're like, no, I'm definitely not doing that. And I'm like, mm, do you know that for sure? And if you don't know yourself, like you've just said, then you can't necessarily know all of the things for sure. For, yeah. I, I would say, yeah, the smarter you are, the more you know you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. But then, um, I, I know what I think and I know what I feel. Sometimes it's like if you're put in a situation and then there's other variables there. So, oh, would you ever steal from somebody? And you'd be like, no. And then now you're put in a situation where you've been broke for seven years. In fact, make it simple. Somebody's put a gun to your family and said, if you don't bring back a hundred pounds or whatever, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. You know, within half an hour, they're dead. And then all of a sudden, would I still go out the window? Mm. And it's like, well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to rob from you, Peter, to pay Paul. Because I can't have my family die. So, so it's simple like that. And then you can be like, ha ha, ha ha. You said you would never steal. You said you never steal. And it's like, yeah, but it's circumstances and situations and concerns. But the thing about it is, uh, to your dismay, maybe, you'll find that there are people that still wouldn't steal in that situation. Fair enough. Fair news. Fair news. But I know there's, there's, a, there's a but with some of the things I say. Okay. So it's like, um, and it's almost, it's like, and here's, here, I guess is where it makes sense. Or here's where it's, it's interesting because you would say, right. And for every 10 people that says they won't steal, if you put them in a situation where somebody, a loved one would die, if they don't steal, nine of them would, let's say 99 out of a hundred actually mm. would steal. Mm-hmm. And that one person wouldn't because, um, I'm assuming that you know that 99 people would break that contract. Mm. So I I would almost just put it in the assumption that you know what I mean under normal circumstances. Okay. If I'm fleshing it out, because that's the type of thing that Wahala does that I don't don't necessarily do. You'll ask a simple question and then I'll scan it and be like, okay, under normal circumstances, Mm. I wouldn't still. Mm. But I think under under extreme circumstances, nearly everybody can do anything. But then there's no point in asking, answering any question then. Because it's always going to be, I don't know, or under this circumstances, this, and under that circumstances, that. And then it's like, that's just, that's, that's a bit much. I'm just going to put, as I am now, today, I wouldn't do that for, you know. Yeah, but I mean, we ask these questions to, I don't know, one, to find out things about people, so to get to know them, to get to learn them. Yes. But then also, it has the impact of letting that person know whether they know themselves. Fair dudes. Like the episode that we talked about, the the lottery ticket win. I learned so much about you, man, on that on that on that, on that one episode. I, I find it interesting that you people just... What was it again? I said I was going to keep all the money and, and break a piece off. Yeah. And you people wanted to split it all equally or something. No, there was... there was You was keeping all the money and giving a piece off. Um, but there was a stipulation that you would never give more than you had. Yeah, I don't even see why. Why, why would I? Why would I do that? No, not 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 that you wouldn't give more than you ever had. You wouldn't give in a situation that would make the other person have more than you had. So I, because I remember we did the second phase of the question, which was if you already had fifty million, and then you won 
a hundred million, would you uh, and then ticket won a hundred million? What would you do then? And you and I think it was both you and Wahala were like, yeah, I wouldn't. I would give them some, but they would never like. No, I think me and Wahala were different. I think that's that's you. You'd never amazing. give in a such a way that the other person end up with more than you, even though you didn't need. Even it. even if that was the case, uh, if, even if that's what the outcome was, that would that's not the reason why I'm doing it. So I would never phrase it like that. So I I remember the episode. Yeah. I don't remember even the circumstances. Yeah. But I know I'm not. I am never stubborn. This is the thing. This is how. This is so when you talk about knowing yourself. This is without me even. And you know my how bad my memory is. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what what the conversation was. Okay. All I know is that I would never say I'm not giving you uh, money so you have more than me because that's petty and, and nonsense. I would never say that. The reason I would keep the money is because there's a reason I'm keeping the money. Not because you. Do, not because of anything. If I think five million is enough for you, like. Irrespective of whatever you think, that's what I think is enough for you and that's what I'm giving you. It doesn't matter whether I've got a hundred billion. If five million is enough for you, that's enough for you. It's got... So, I think the the thing, because the, I know, I think Mr. Wolf and yourself and me, I'm going to leave a while out of it because I can't remember, but I know that you two had different opposing views to me, I believe. And it was like, especially you, and it's like, I can't believe you think like that. Yeah. And for me, it was more of this thing of like, if you are looking... It's, if you are looked after, yeah. If you're cool now with what you got in terms of if I if if somebody just dropped five million, I know that simple could, could live the rest of his life on five million. Yeah. If he had to, so then what's the problem? Why are you watching my my my, my twenty billion? He's like, yeah, because you got so much. He's like, yeah, but I'm trying to do something different with that. Simple Simon can support him and his family with five million for the rest of his life. Cool. And he's smart enough to, to turn that into, hopefully, into generational wealth. He can mm. turn that into a business. Mm. Same, you know, ditto Mr. Wolf. Ditto uh, Wahala. Go full for a multiplier. Take that money and, <laughs> and do what you I know you can do with it. And leave me with my 100 billion to go and save Nigeria. To go and save Africa. Because it, it's definitely not about me. It's definitely not. And, I'm, and it's not that I'm not money driven, because I am. Yeah. I love my money. Yeah. More than probably anybody I know. But it, that's not the thing. That's not the reason I was keeping the money. So that's when it came down to I don't understand. I don't understand because it's like it's got nothing to do with me having the money. It's to do with what I'm going to do with the money. And if I if I if the most important thing for me is um, Africa being self sufficient, yeah, and Hackney being the best borough in the UK, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that's what's important to me, it's like that's more important than just all us man's eating because I will give everybody enough money that we're all eating. Mm. then I'll take on the higher purpose mm. and if I'm giving you 50 million and I've got 100 million that maybe that's stopping me from doing irrigation in, in this place or that place it's like the, it's just some. It's just bit, I could just do better with that money than uh, just give it to you unless you're going to do the same thing that I was going to do if if I thought Simple Simon is going to go and go to whichever African country whichever Caribbean country and sort it out with the money Especially if it's better than I was, I was going to do. Then take the money. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember what's the name of the episode. That's the other thing. Now, that's one thing. I, oh, I will never know. Oh man, we have to. I will go back and, and listen to that episode. I think that, so, so I can remember what I said. Okay. But it, 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 I am not petty enough. I'm saying this now, so you never know if you could go back and listen to it too. And I could be wrong, but I am not petty enough to say the reason. The reason I am not giving away this extra money is mm. because I don't want you to have more money than me. It, however you phrase it, so it doesn't have to be that I phrase it that way. 
that is never going to be the reason why I would not give the money. The money was, I know in my heart, before my head, because my head can't remember, my heart remembers it was to do other good things with it. It wasn't just to have it sitting there and so my, my daughter can have a pink Lamborghini and your daughter can't. <laughs> you get me? It, was, it wasn't that. It was that. There's better things we can do with this money. There's there's a minimum amount that I think all of us that are sensible enough can live off. Now, I want 10, 100 times more than that minimum amount. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And it's not even that I wouldn't keep that as well. But once I've got to that level where it's like, you know, this is enough. I don't know what enough is because I don't actually think there's such a thing as enough money. Mm. But this is enough. Then the rest of it, I'm, I'm trying to do something else. Why don't you think there's something as such, such thing as... Um, Enough money because there's more things to do. Is there? Yeah. Until this, until the world is, there's no inequality. In fact, forget even even inequality. Until everybody's not sorted, and what my idea of sorted is, because everyone's gonna have their own views. There's gonna be people that's living in in I don't know mud hut or whatever, and they like you know, and they hunt and they fish, and that's that's what they bring in. And they're cool. Mm. And they say, this is all I need. I don't need more than that. I would go to that community and like, look, we can do this X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, we don't need anything. Mm. We're happy living like this. Then that's cool. I'm leaving them to it. No problem. But there are people that is like, well, we live in a, on a water, um, a, ri- a river village and there's rats swimming around in our houses and they're not happy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to live there either. Mm. Let's sort this out. That's what I mean. Hmm. Okay. I don't. Hmm. There's there's just too much. There's just too much things that need to be done in this world for me to say that. Oh, I, I've got enough money. If it was just for me and my family, then there, there is a level where it's just enough. But it, I'm at some point. I'm not thinking about just me and my family. I'm thinking about community. I'm thinking about countries. I'm thinking about continents. I'm thinking about cultures. Hmm. Okay. That's why I said if I had the money, I'd, I'm going to be dead. I'm going to die. I'm, I'm going, going to, to die. die. They're going to kill me. There's no way that I would have all that money and I'm not getting... That's why some would have to get siphoned off for the family in some way that they can't touch and then the rest of it is going into this thing and then they're going to kill me. There's no way because they, they, they don't want equality. I don't get it. I don't, I don't even get it because some people just want to be above other people, which is why I said it would not be... Nothing about having more money than you because that's not my mentality. It's just to be above you for the sake of being above you. I want us all to come up. Mm. Might have been Wahala that said it. I don't know. Let me not no, speak on I, I know. No, it's definitely me. Definitely me. Because I think even Wahala was upset with something I said. I think it was more about like me, uh, him as his brother, not giving him such and such. So okay. I, I think all daggers were in my direction and people were surprised. And still to now, I don't see what the surprising thing is that I'm saying uh, everybody has a piece, everybody's living large, everyone's living, everyone's eating happily and then Stavis is taking this this stupid amount of money and he's trying to do something else with it and he's not giving it to the man them. I don't even see the problem with that. Unless you didn't understand that I'm trying to do something that's got nothing to do with me personally anymore. Mm, I don't know. We'll I'm still see. looking. You know. I'm still looking, man. I'm looking for it, man. I'm gonna lie to you, man. Right, well, whilst you're looking, let me get to these uh, amount of assholes. We had a couple of ones sent in to us. Uh, so let's get this. Um, world is moving mad at the moment. Yeah. We're all talking about Ukraine or whatever. You heard what's happening with China now and Taiwan. Um, no. 
Yeah, so um unless it's, it's, unless it's, it's just an online thing that I know about already. Is there something specific? No, they've just they've not, it's like this like they're talking again now. So China's just the other day said, Yo, listen, you lot just need to leave this this topic alone because that man will will go to war over this like but the way they said it, it was just like, Yeah, we will go to war over it, stop talking about it. Talking about what? Basically America's come back and made a statement about they would back Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Joe, they needed Joe, to. Joe Biden was in. Um, he was in Asia, somewhere in Asia. Yeah, and, and he 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 mentioned it, and um, usually because he's opened his mouth and says a couple of things where his his aides have to back it like a backtrack. Yeah, later on. Yeah, but in this one they didn't. Yeah, and, and he said he said more than usually the American uh, um, stances. The stance is that America, Taiwan and China, Taiwan, <laughs> stop it, the <laughs> Taiwan and China, one state, all of that stuff. China yeah. sees Taiwan one as, China as, as as part of China, and um, everybody kind of like has to tiptoe around that because uh, yeah, that, that's that. That made in Taiwan business, they don't like it. It's like no, this, this is China. But Taiwan is his own thing. It's got his own president, so it kind of like is is running on this 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 funny line. Yeah, because it's not entirely a recognized country, is it? Some people do, some people, people don't. don't. Yeah, which means it doesn't make the list. Like it's got its own flag. If if um if uh, th- there are companies that have put, you know, let's say Twitter for instance, will have the list of flags that you can put down beside your name, and then they'll put the Taiwanese flag, and then China will come and be like. Uh, no more Twitter in China anymore. Yeah, done. Until you take that, There's, so I don't think it's happened with Twitter. But there are companies that that has happened with, and they've taken the Taiwanese flag off. Like Taiwan, they they have no flag. They are part of China. That is how it, it runs. But uh, the best uh, analogy you can do is this Russia Ukraine thing. Um, Russia wants Ukraine to be part of the Russia, USSR, you know, the USSR, Mother Russia kind of thing, and they want to draw them back. So I don't need to go deep into that. I'm sure all of you know, have have heard enough now to understand all of that stuff. It's the same thing with China and Taiwan. Whereas everybody's saying that we will back um, Ukraine, we'll back Ukraine, and we're giving them weapons and we're backing them up, but we're not going to war because we, you know, there's another person with atomic bombs out there, and we don't want that beef. It's always been the case with the superpowers have said similar things with Taiwan, but they say it very quietly. Yes, mm. because again, Russia and China are just they're, they're the two people. It's like we don't want beef with these people. They're just a bit unreasonable compared to some of the other countries that are out there. Which I don't see it as necessarily them being unreasonable. It's just they are just the ones that are not falling in line with some of the rest of them, but they have nukes. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's it. It's like Nigeria or or Ghana or or I don't know. Thailand can say whatever they want, but you don't have nukes, so we're not even listening to what you're saying. Just shut up, little boy. That's that's what they shut up, shut up. Who are you? India, you're getting there, but shut up. Yeah. But China, you got nukes. Russia, you got nukes. So when you talk, you can say the same thing as your neighbor, but your neighbor, we're not even listening to you. But Russia, when you talk, we have to we have to pay some attention. North Korea as well. Don't forget them. No, yes, yes and no. Yes and no. They're keeping an eye on him with the rifle, but they st- but they talk crud to North Korea. They won't. They don't. They don't hold back on the crud like with China as they do with North Korea. North Korea is they're talking crud. Yeah, but they don't. You said that they're talking crud, but I've noticed that it's not. It's not the full on crud. 
It's there's 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 levels. Yeah, it's not full on crowd but at all. Russia and China's China's the top, anyways. China's the one where it's blatantly because they tipped around China a lot. Russia was second. But you have to understand, it's not just that they've got the the military weapons. China has two point one eight five million active military members. Active yeah. two point, and then collective military members because you remember that sometimes vets. Mm. can get called up as well it's 4 million they got 4 million men just in the army 4 million in the army and they still don't spend as much as, as and they still don't spend as much as America, America but America doesn't have 4 million men in the army yeah, man, that's what it is. hundreds of thousands it's America <laughs> god damn anyway so um, yeah Biden was somewhere in the Far East and then he opened his mouth and said yeah and if China try and do what Russia's doing with Ukraine if China try and do it with Taiwan yeah we're gonna back them we're back, we're back in Taiwan and I just want that kind of like known and he did it like without <laughs> without prompting, but and he said it a few times as well. But that was the most prominent one because it was, it was over yeah, them. China came back and said, "You you lot stop talking like that because us man will will go to war." Yeah, I know about that, but that, yeah, that's a few weeks ago. So no long know. thing. No, it's it's, it's it's something else has bubbled up again. I see it on the news last night. Okay, maybe this. Right, but I I don't actually think that's going anywhere. In what? In sense of China's because if China wanted to move in, they would have moved in. Anyway. So I think yeah, but I feel like tiptoeing. I feel like the the situations are very much mirrored between that um, Ukraine. Like it's Ukraine and Taiwan playing stupid now. Really, when you think about it, it's like they're poking the bear kind of thing. Who? It's Ukraine and Taiwan are poking the bear. Aren't they? Ukraine were poking the bear. Ukraine and Taiwan are poking the bear. No, stick with one because you're yeah. Ukraine are poking the bear. They were poking. Russia, yeah, because by, doing what? by trying to have talks um, to join uh, NATO, yeah, that's, that's poking the bear, man. The agreement said no. It's like the Good Friday Agreement. It's exactly the same thing as the Good Friday Agreement. You've agreed something, and then now, so what's ta- Taiwan then? Uh, Taiwan is the China still see it as ta- as chi- as China. Yeah, Taiwan is trying to say that they're independent, but there hasn't been any movement in that area in that sense and if you look at the official um international list there are 195 official countries in in the in the world and then there are seven or five disputed territories of which ta- taiwan is mm. one do you get what i mean so as far as the status internationally is concerned everybody knows that taiwan is not an independent sovereign nation yeah um i think uh, i can't remember which country owned it i think it was america they, so America was like basically owned Taiwan and then they gave it back to China so this is this, this this thing about them not having like an independence but they had independence when they were owned by an outside country even though obviously they're not but they were more independent than when they were given back to China and then Taiwan because Taiwan's an island isn't it? yeah effectively so it's like anyways I need to see can you find out please who 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 was the, the ruler of Taiwan at one point and unless I'm not talking at the side of my ass if I, if I remember correctly I believe it was America and then, then after a certain year maybe if, if, wherever it was it was given back to, to China um, yeah you're going to have to be careful because I'm on free and there's no <laughs> fucking reception in here free is the worst for internet in life let me start with this um, I'm at ass yeah go ahead man and then, and then uh, I'll research that whilst let we'll it go. flow this is the problem we've only having two we can't do this on the fly right? you know what I mean I'm at also from, and this was sent to us by Nana. So shout her out, mm-hmm. listener, day one listener, and guest as well. I think. Yes, yeah, she's yes, been. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I'm at also for not having catering at my wedding. 
my uh, uh, so I'm female, twenty eight, and my fiance, male, thirty, just got married two months ago, and we had our dream wedding. Everything was perfect, and I mean everything. My parents and his parents helped us pay for a great chunk of the wedding, so we would be debt free, and we are so eternally grateful for that. The issue arose around a month and a half ago when my aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed she was with the whole ordeal and a few guests sided with her. Background. My fiancé and I are huge Disney fans and we travel to Disney World as much as we can throughout the year. Disney is such an important part not only to us but also our marriage. The issue was with our decision to not offer catering services stroke bar services at our wedding due to rooting the money towards having uh, wedding Minnie and Mickey make appearance at our special day. The cost to have both Minnie and Mickey for a good chunk of time, 30 minutes, was almost exactly what our parents allotted for our catering budget. So we scheduled an appearance during our first dance and our wedding photos. For going served food, though there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could eat. My parents were still very supportive of us, but everyone else is being passive-aggressive about it on Facebook. Am I the arsehole? Edit. To those asking if the guests were warned, we clearly outlined in the invitation that there was food available at the venue. We didn't exactly spell out every restaurant's menu, but it was certainly mentioned. There were also vending machines available throughout. Yes, at the wedding. Edit number two. For everyone saying that it's too much for 30 minutes, I want to clarify that it was two 30-minute sessions on different days. $2,750 was the cost for one session. So I ask again, am I the arsehole? So, for me now, yeah, One of the things that becomes immediately clear to me that is this is some oibosity shit, basically. This, the, 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 I've got the thing for Taiwan, by the way. Um, this is some oibosity shit. Yeah, this is definitely white people, uh, or I should say, not black people. And are you the asshole? I don't know. Culturally, for us, if you invite us to a wedding. There are some expectations, at least food. We would at least get food. Drinks, I've I've been, I think, at least one where they've got a bar and you might have to buy drinks at the bar. I've seen that happen before. But generally speaking, food will be provided. So, from all of black culture, yes, you are an asshole. Wow. That's it, for, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. For, for, but it's their wedding. I know it's their wedding and, and this is what initially I was torn because I was thinking it's your wedding you're supposed to do whatever you want to do or what have you and yes the wedding is about us witnessing your union and what have you but let's be honest we've come to a formulation of what a wedding is and we've come to a an agreement I would say almost unilaterally because I think even in um, I know in Muslim culture for example when they have a wedding they provide food and drink it's just done. Um, so we've kind of almost unilaterally so, accepted that. So then for you to now not do that and then not make it explicitly clear to your guests that there aren't that 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 they have to pay for food, 
it makes you the arsehole. Because do you mean unilaterally? I mean unilaterally. What did I say? You said unilaterally. Yeah, like I think across the board, outside of white culture, I don't know what's going on with white culture. But then, but is that's, I know, that's, I know, that's it's like every, one every, direction. So one person has decided for everyone else. I f- but I also feel like even in white culture, there is the idea that there's food there. It's so normally sandwiches. It's not. It's not normally proper food. It's like sandwiches or what have you. But the element of eating something at a wedding is there. I don't think the terms even natural. Okay, fair enough. Cool. We can split hairs on that one. But I, I, I yeah, okay, I agree with you. So, but there you, was food there. Yeah, but you, again, I said you asked what I did say was that they didn't make it explicitly clear to the guests that the food has to be bought from restaurants and it has to be the food has to be bought. Yeah, you got to make that clear. According to the edit, no, they didn't make it clear. They didn't make that clear. So at the moment that you don't make that clear, you can't then turn around and be surprised that people are upset. At it. So yes, you are asshole for that. I don't even care that it's about Minnie and Mickey Mouse. I don't give a shit about that. But if you don't, if you're, I think it's unfair to have something like a wedding where. Um, whether you like it or not, there's a standard set of expectations for a wedding. And then you are deviating from that standard and then not informing people that you're deviating from that standard. I think that's extremely unfair. Well, there you go, Nana. You got a couple of views here because I assumed that the masses would say, no, of course you're not the arsehole. But then, um, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I I, I think uh, she, I can't remember her view, but I, I think her view was, might have been different than mine. So yeah, so my view is that they're not the arsehole. It's your wedding, you can do what you want. Basically. It's to put it right down to base level. Do what you do your do your thing in it. I don't it's have a problem. Thing. I don't have a problem with them doing Ow. No, wanna do. Yeah, so that's that man. No, but I don't have a problem with them doing what they want to do. What do you have a problem with? My issue I did clearly say that my issue is they didn't inform anybody. You can't do something that's as formulaic as this and then not inform people and then turn around and be like, Oh, everybody was upset about it. Of course they were bloody upset about it. It's like how would I say it? Mm. Imagine there's a barbershop. No, I think, you know, it, I think it's implied here, man. Let no, me, let me go imagine there's the a barbershop, yeah? And you go to go and get a trim. And then when you go and sit down now, the barber says to you, oh yeah, where's your where's your clippers? And you're like, what do you mean where's your clippers? Oh yeah, you have to have a clippers when you come to this barber because we don't have clippers. Everybody has to bring their own individual clippers. You're like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Because you, your expectation of a barber visit is that they've got the equipment and you're bringing the hair. That's a social construct. And weddings are so cut social construct, and we agree on it. So then, if you're doing something so different, because let's face it, who really has Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse at their weddings? Like it's those are children's characters. I like, don't get me wrong. I'm not surprised. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy them enough to you know do that in adulthood. But again, it it falls outside of the formulaic process that everybody has kind of agreed and signed up to. So you can't then be surprised. So I, I'm i saying having the Mickey and Minnie Mouse thing doesn't make you the asshole. Being surprised that everybody else is like, what the fuck are you doing? How comes you didn't tell us there ain't no food and you did not understand that makes you the asshole. I think you people should should, should live your life and don't don't let this bastard here stop you from from having your Mickey and Minnie and, and making people pay, pay for food and drink. Oh, have it. I'm saying that you should... But, ha- oh, okay. I'm, oh, I'm saying... Oh, what about bar? Again, let people know. So you need to be known that you might have not an open bar. Let me... Let when people... You go to a, to a, you go to if, a wedding. If I'm going to a wedding, I'd have to know, right? Because here's the thing, yeah? I am going to... Maybe less now, these days, because of card or what have you, but I'm going to be sufficiently equipped for the evening that I'm going to have. So if I know that I'm going to a wedding, mm. there's certain things that are going to happen. One, I'm probably not going to book myself to be doing anything else on that day. Um, so I'm going to go 
because I'm going to this wedding. Two, if I'm going to a wedding, depending on who the wedding is, I'm going to have certain understandings. And those understandings would be that they probably provide some course of meal. Probably. Probably provide some course of meal. And there is likelihood that there are drinks there. If you tell me there is a bar and you don't use the word open in front of it, then I might have suspicions that we might have to pay for drinks. Fine, I can bring the money necessary for that. But if you don't tell me, it's like, do you got know I me? Mean? Like you're not, I, I'm, I'm not helping to prepare me at okay, all. I'm, I'm not going by the the notion that it was, they wasn't told. But if I, let me even go by the notion they weren't told, I would say you were. Is that so a good enough term? Is it too strong? If if we go by the notion that when you go to a wedding, you should expect free food. And if there is no free food, you should be told there's not going to be free food. Because drink, I, I think there there is a, a thing where most maybe weddings have drink some drink included, but many, many, many weddings have some drinks that whether it's the, the, the juice and the water is free, but you might have to buy the alcohol yourself or, yeah. or, or berries on tap. But, you know, if you get what spirits and stuff like that, then yeah, you, um, might yeah. to, you might have to put it in your pocket. That, I think that's not uncommon, yeah, especially if you have... Um, uh, have it in a in a pub or a bar or, a bar or something like that again people, which yeah, brings people, the cultural people, element yeah, into people it people know like I might have to pay for, for my own drinks so I can understand that food often is even if it's just sandwiches it's yeah. like there's going to be some food there exactly you might, if you want a full buffet depending on how long the wedding is if it's an all day thing it's a different story but if it's a short thing and you know you might have to pay for that so if we go by that notion and we go by your assertion that nobody was told that the food is not going to be free. Yeah. That is no food included at all. Yeah. Not even a sandwich. Yeah. Not even a Mickey Mouse sandwich with, mm-hmm. with bunny ears on top. Mm-hmm. I just still think arsehole might be too strong a term. Misguided. Well, the reason why I use that term um, is because it's, the, the question is like, hey, Tony. It's always. It's, always. A, it's a, am I the arsehole question? Yeah. So, so for that's me, I'm, saying, I'm looking I'm at, I'm looking no. at, I'm looking at it the way you and 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 uh, Wahala look at things in in black and white. In this one, you're either the asshole or you're not the asshole. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you are. That's it's just the term might be too strong. So put it underneath. You're, you're not right for what you did. What you did wasn't right. So you're you're introducing a grey area. It's not grey. It's it no. You're not the asshole. But that doesn't mean that you're right. You can be wrong and not be the asshole. Fair enough. So the question is, I'm, am I the arsehole? And the answer is no, you're not the arsehole, but you're, you made a mistake. Next time, if you, if, 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 if you get divorced and have another marriage, you won't make that mistake again. But like I said, for me, the arsehole bit is because you're now surprised that people felt the way they felt. Surprise, surprise. About the stupid shit that you did. Wow. Enough for you to be on here asking whether you're the arsehole or not. Of course you're the fucking arsehole. What? I don't, I just, I think it's a bit deep. Excuse my language. Um, <clears throat> whilst I get the the second one that was sent in by uh, Wavy, or yeah. was was requested that we speak about. Yeah, so like the history of Taiwan. The history I didn't realize it was such an interesting place. Yeah, so I see. Yeah. So the interesting uh, the history. And I was wrong, so I'm glad. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I did. So it was first uh, ruled by the Dutch and the Spanish. Um, then the Spanish between 1624 and 1662. Then China took over in but by one of the dynasties in 1662 to 1683. Then, yeah, again, from 1683 to 1895, again, was under China rule. Um, 
they were a republic for a very, very short period of time in the 1895s. Viva Republic. Viva Republic. And then they went from being a republic um, to under Japanese rule. Mm. And then that was between 1895 and 1945, getting See, up to recent it's, times. It's and then from 1945, it's been back to China. Yeah. Okay. So after the Second World War, I would assume. Yeah. It was, yeah, after the Second World War, it was an instrument of surrender from yeah, Japan. Okay. Moved it over to the Republic of China. So you can see they've been shafted from pillar to post. So they've only been a republic for a short time in the what? It was, was that the 19th century or the? Yeah, 1895, they were a republic and it wasn't even that long. It was a short lived republic. Okay. So there you go. So, so yeah. Well, there you got it. There you go. So China don't want them to ever even think to sniff about breaking out and doing their own thing. You are us. You are one of us. Yeah, I mean, but Britain does the same thing with Falkland Islands, isn't it? And I, don't know, talk, I don't know anything about that. And one, they're actually. talking about the people on Falkland Islands uh, want to be recognised as British and they don't consider themselves to be Argentinian, so therefore it should be a British thing, well, which is not different. Was it two-thirds of the people in Ukraine speak Russian? Two-thirds? Mm. How are you going to have two thirds of your population speaking Russian, and then you, and then as an international outsider, you're going to be like, "Oh no, he's not Russia." Come on, man. Yeah, but if if okay, you as don't a, fuck me. You as an able person, yeah. If you're language aside, yeah, the borders were drawn, and this is this is now Nigeria. Taking into account there were tribes and cultures before that borders was was drawn. Igbo people, there, there's this big thing now. Where the well for the, for the longest time, where the Ebos want to leave Nigeria and have their own country, yeah, Ebo land, Biafra, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yes, Biafra. Sorry, my my bad. Are you telling them no? Because oh, you, you know we've been together for so long. Or you'd be like, well, yeah, you're your own you're your own people now, and that's that. Taking the language aside, because I understand you did the Russian thing, but at the end of the day, the lines were carved. This is now Ukraine and this is now Russia. And yes, in that case, the, the languages bled over. I suppose it would still be the same in Biafra as well. There would be some languages that bleed over, but it's a bit more organized with, with us. We have our own like no, you, languages. You, you should have used Yoruba, uh, the Ife tribe or the Ifra people um, of Yoruba because of Yoruba land. Or you should have used Yoruba land, sorry. Let me, let no, me. no, you do because I, I don't know. Because more. Yoruba land um, actually back. spans... China, China than Nigeria. Actually spans... Um, the parts of Nigeria that you know about, it goes across to uh, Togo, oh, okay, yeah, Benin, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all those people were, Euro- that was all Yoruba land. Mm. And all those people speak those language, speak the languages or some deri- derivative of that language. Mm-hmm. So, in that respect, um, yeah, that's Yoruba land as far as I'm concerned. But you have to take into account that the borders that you're talking about weren't imposed so, by the so, people. so then people in Benin that might speak Yoruba, you're saying, well, you're, you're, you're Benin. You're not Benin, you're Yoruba. You're telling them that now. They're Yoruba people. Okay. They are Yoruba people. You have to remember that they, 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 if if the borders were well, You're impo- doing it by language though. No, but if the borders were imposed by the people, yeah. it's a very different argument. These borders weren't imposed by those people. They were imposed by outsiders, which is what happened with, uh, with Ukraine. It was USSR breaking up. That you- makes that... Who imposed those lines? Because I don't know who imposed the lines. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know how that how the crack went. So. But they, they, um, the the lines are not. You get what I'm saying? They're imposed lines. Anyway, sorry. 
Okay. So, anyway, we now don't know the history of Taiwan. <laughs> and Yoruba land. Yoruba land. Biafra. I, do you want Biafra to have its own state? Um, as, I haven't asked you this before. As it currently stands now, yes. Um, I don't think it would be a good idea. You got the money in it. In your is it all We've the got the oil. You got the oil. But the reason why I don't think it's a good idea is because for a place that has all the oil, mm. we are not exemplary of what Nigeria should be. If, 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 if mm. we were in a situation where you went to Ibo land and when you got there, you were like, shit, this is it. I would feel very differently. But I can see that we're very, very immature in that respect of governance on a on a broad scale. That might not be your fault though. It might not be. And I'm not saying that this necessarily is the answer or what have you. Mm. But even as we are now, as we are as Nigeria now, mm. you got the house up man. When you go up to his place, um, when I say his place, I'm talking about Abuja specifically. I don't know really to Kaduna and all them other areas there. But when you go up to the house of man's place, Abuja, you can see, yeah, poor governance, but goddamn, they looked after themselves. Yeah? You go to Yoruba land. It's hectic, what have you, but you can see that there's some kind of structure, what have you, been there. Go to Ibo land. I haven't been. You go to Ibo land, and I don't, I haven't seen, don't get me wrong, Potakot is nice and what have you, Enugu can be nice, but I don't see that kind of the reality that would make me say yes. If but these you people, were ravaged by war. If there's people, uh, so many places. You had, so, you many so many feminine. So many feminine. Feminine. You're not feminine. You no. You had issues, innit? Yeah, everyone had issues, bro. Yeah. All of all of Nigeria had issues, bro. No, no but you, have, as far as I'm concerned, the most recent war, civil war. I don't know about previous, but that's the most recent one yeah it was a big chunk of many of your people died yeah yeah you're and right. then and then other people so now I, just like you were telling your daughter you said that if, if this boy is a monkey acting mm-hmm. like a monkey there's a reason he's acting like a monkey mm-hmm. can you blame him for everything I I don't know the ins and outs and everything about Ibo land but uh, I know that it, that you were opposed in your in your own country no I hear that or in your own state uh, in, yeah, the, in the country yeah no I hear, I hear that but again for we are the the world. business we we are the world we are we are the business um underbelly of nigeria yeah yeah we well, who's running that business we un, we run the trade uh, uh, are the Igbo people running the trade as, as far as trading is concerned like and when i say trading i mean internally i'm not talking about international trade or what have you i'm talking about internally mm. we run trade in nigeria that's what we do yeah people the, the stuff is there or you people are running it we run trade like market what have you is us like that's what we're known for but that skill set mentality or what have you doesn't extend into Ibo land in a way that I feel confident that we'd be able to to give a good account of ourselves so that's why I don't think the Biafra thing is a good idea interesting alright so it's the last time I'd ask and then we will end up right uh, so shout out uh, uh, Wavy sent us this on our social media Wavy we can talk about this alright so it's not a mad arsehole but it's a Twitter thread mm. and he says that we can kind of like rejig it I haven't read the whole thing my closest cousin the closest thing I have to a sibling has officially confirmed I won't be her maid of honour because I'm just too fat <laughs> for a maid of honour role I have to lose some weight before December or no maid of honour duties for me I shan't be attending the wedding 
deuces. My family will swear I'm wicked and no nonsense because I reward meanness with the same level of vim. Begging me to attend for what? So I damage the aesthetics. Nah, I'll stay home, press my phone all day. Happy married life, cuz. These people who are supposed to be my people have bullied me all my life for genes I have absolutely no control over. If not for strong self-will, I'd loathe my body. Each time I eat, I stress over how much I'm eating, over how much I gain just from eating. Hi, Mambeno. Mambano. Mbano. Mm. Is it M B A? Yeah. N U. Yeah. Mbano. That means no. Hi, Mbano. In Igbo, at least. It's if I was talking. Okay. You should attempt to lose weight, in quotations. All right. Gym membership at 20k a month. Also, is this Nigeria? Nigeria? Yeah. Six months is 120k. Give me that and I'll give you the body you desire in six months. Deal? Question mark. So I guess the question is, am I the arsehole for not going to the wedding and for having the vim that she has for her cousin? And is the cousin the arsehole if not? Yeah, this one's a mad one because I'll be honest with you. I don't, it's going to sound weird. I'm going to say I don't understand it, but I don't entirely understand it. Yeah. This idea of um, this idea of losing weight specifically for weddings. I don't get it. What don't you get? You get it, man. Well, your clothes are tailored. So you make the clothes to the size that you are. Yeah, what's I going to do with So why are you then trying to be smaller? Because you want everyone to look similar and you want them to look aesthetically pleasing to the masses. So then that means that you um, realise already that you're not aesthetically pleasing to the masses. This is not the bread. No, I'm just saying. The, you you realise that your cousin is not aesthetically pleasing to the masses. It's the same that everybody else does. Everyone else, everybody knows that generally, generally fat people are not what is seen as aesthetically pleasing. So how come this, is it all right outside of the wedding? Because it must be, because you've never, from what I can tell here, yeah, this person yeah, yeah. might not have had this conversation with them before. Yeah, potentially. You're my cousin. I'll take you, I'll leave you as as you are because I love you as as you are. But for my wedding, let's use the, the, the stereotype, the bridezilla has come out. And uh, I just think most people don't, um, sorry, this is a splitting rough. Most people don't event organize. They never do it in their life until... It's either a birthday or a wedding, which is why you have so much beef over birthdays and weddings because it's it's not as easy as it may seem from the outside sometimes, especially if it goes very well. Then it looks like, oh, this was easy. You just tell a few people to come. You send a few invitations and you get some some food and drink. You get uh, Mickey and Minnie and that's the end of it. Everyone's happy. No, it's, it, there's many egos, many different facets, many things you have to take on board. So most people, when it comes to their wedding, the biggest thing they've done before then is a, is a party for themselves, maybe for their kids, maybe for their parents, a birthday thing. Wedding, there's usually more people. There's more, like, people not expect food uh, and drink and all manner of things that you might not have expected that other things. And people now, once this control comes over them, because it's not only is the, uh, the idea that you're controlling this event, it's like you're controlling the people coming to your event as well. And then when you're the bride, you're controlling what your bridesmaids wear, what time 
they, they meet you, which hotel you're staying at, what time they're going home, how much work that each of them is going to do. It's a lot of control. So if you're not used to being in control, being a leader, things can go to your head. And if you're not used to being the center of attention, when you, and if you've, if you've planned this day since you were a child, that is, this is the, the ultimate day of my life. Everything from down here is downhill. Then yeah, I can, I can kind of understand why people put so much emphasis on it needs to be perfect. And this, this picture of me and my three or four bridesmaids looking the same, same dress, same hairstyle, same weight. That's their idea of what they want it to be perfect. So I, I would go as far as to say then that that cousin's love for the fat cousin is conditional. I would love to go down this road, but that's a whole massive conversation. And I probably want while I hair as well. But um, I don't see that. I, I would disagree with that. The love is not conditional. The, the one in you in, the, in my, to be part of my wedding is conditional. Love and what you do to show love is two different things. Nah, for, for me... Yeah, again, like I said, I, maybe I don't, I don't fully, I don't fully comprehend it. But if if you're now going to tell your cousin, you're not going to the wedding at all. No, but you're telling your cousin that they have to lose weight in order to be able to allow to come to the wedding. No, to be a bridesmaid. To be a bridesmaid. Yes. Mm, I didn't have to think about who really benefits from me being a bridesmaid. You or me? Who who get who gains more out of that? I don't know if it's, if you gauge it like that, do you? Well, I would have to gauge it like that if you're giving it to me as an ultimatum. Well, then I would say that the, if if it comes down to the social uh, currency of it, I would say the bridesmaid uh, gets more of it. How? Because if 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 we're looking at it, you have a hundred girls that you know throughout your life, and you're going to choose three or four to be your bridesmaids. Those people are now winners in the in the game of in the friendship game or whatever you want to call it. Wow. I'm closer to the bride than you are. I'm the bridesmaid. Wow. It's not the other way around. Like, what difference does it make the other way around? No, I don't, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way at all. I don't look at it like that per se, but, um, and maybe I do actually. Yeah. In fact, I, 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 if, because there will be people that will be like, um, okay, for instance, here, if all five members of of this podcast when yeah. I got married you were the only one that wasn't uh, a groomsman yeah somebody could say well you do, I've been doing the podcast with this dude 10 years or however long at the time you know we come, we see each other every week mm-hmm. there's, there's people like I said one of my best friends I don't chat to that often was uh, was a co-best man with my brother even my brother could be like what your bedroom's your best man I'm not your best man kind of thing you have to, wow. choose, you have to choose two not just me I didn't like why think, am I sharing best man duties with, with you? I'm I, your brother I didn't kind even of think about them. all this stuff is think, politics I don't think them kind of way there so I, that didn't even cross my mind this stuff is politics it was like good for me to have my brother and um, my my best friend as my best man it's good that I only had one male best friend as well because my other best friends are females and um, because then my wife who has two Best friends, they're, that's the, the the three of them are the ones that come up from whatever age. Yeah, when she's showing me pictures of her at school and all that stuff, it's them three. Yeah, up to now they still talk. And when I tell her to go out and have fun, those are the two girls I meet. Yeah, yeah, you can have fun with those two girls. She didn't have to choose. It was very simple. Both of them are going to be your, your your chief bridesmaids because oh, my husband has two best men, so she didn't even have to think. It would be interesting if I only had one best man. And she would have had to choose one of them. In fact, I'm going to go home and ask her who do who would you have chosen? 
But then also, you said that there's um, this idea of winning by proximity because you're now a bridesmaid. Yeah. But in this particular circumstance, that proximity doesn't mean anything. She's devalued it because what's going to happen now is some other slimmer chick's going to be the bridesmaid. Yeah. Or she's going to have no bridesmaid at all. Yes and no. So you've devalued the position because now you haven't made it about your proximity to the person. From it's the, just whether you're slim or not. From the outside, that's how it looks. Not what you're saying, the opposite. These three or four women that are just, they're the, they're the ride or die, they're the bona fides, they're the close ones. Yeah, from the outside, but in reality, that's not what it is. Yeah, but reality, sh- sh- reality. Yeah, so for me, I don't know, man. This woman who says she's not going mm. to the wedding at all, you, book you can hear that she's butthurt. That's definitely butthurt. Let me see the picture of this woman. She has to be butthurt for her not to turn up at all. It, you could say it's just insulting to tell somebody you must lose weight to, to, to do this. There are different things that you could ask for. I, I think it's bad enough, but I understand it. It's bad enough when you're saying, I want everyone to have the same hair. And so this is the hairstyle, regardless of you know whether I like the hairstyle or not, because I want the aesthetics to be the same. I get, I want everybody to wear the same clothes. For me, I bought down to the socks. I bought uh, socks and shoes. I bought for my groomsmen. I bought everything. Belt, mm. socks, shoes. Mm-hmm. Only thing I didn't buy was their underpant mm. and their vest or string vest if they wanted to wear one. Singlet. I was a groomsman at my boy's wedding, and the same thing happened. And he was like, "Are you going to be all right wearing this?" I said, "Bro, it's your wedding. Like you asked me to be a groomsman." I don't give a damn. You dress me how you want me to dress. So what's the difference? Then it's the same thing, then, isn't it? No, but I want my groom. I want my bridesmaids to to look buff. No, you and just, you don't look buff, sister. I love you, but you don't look buff. You look like if your leg broke, gravy would fall out. I don't want that no, for my pictures. I want yeah, you to look buff. Come no, on. but again, this is slightly different in the sense that um, what he was doing was about color coordination and them type of things. Mm-hmm. That's fine. He never said to me, bro, you need to lose weight or you need to put on weight or you need to go to gym to make your arms bigger. It's, it's the same difference. It's right? not really the same difference. Of course it is. No, it's not. It's a uniform. I want a uniform. Yeah. And, and your uni- uniform doesn't have your weight in there. Uniform can be whatever. Yeah, but your uniform doesn't have your weight involved in it. If you if you tell somebody, I want somebody, I want you to wear a uniform. No, no. By the definition of the term uniform, uniform, I want them all to look the same. And you it's not, not going to happen, is it? You do not look the same. Well, that's why she gave her the six months to lose the weight. No, but I'm saying it's, it's not going to happen anyway. Even if she lost the weight, she's not going to look the same as the rest of them. Why not? Because people are different. You just said, that, no, like I said, they're going to have the same uniform, not as in your face is different, fair enough. But your clothes are going to be the same. Your hairstyle is going to be the same. Your shoes are going to be the same. Your dress is going to be the same. And you'll look relatively the same as the rest of your uh, of the bridesmaids because you're all relatively the same weight. Not the rest of them are eight stone and you're 14 stone it looks and I'm the same 8 stone as well it looks wrong aesthetically that's that's oh, that's. It's, I don't agree with it so I think um, I don't think this person's asked I haven't chipped in as well um, I can understand not going to the wedding at all I can understand being offended to that to that level um, I, I get why brides do this because I'm hearing this more and more now I, just, I don't agree with it and I don't like it but I, I understand it as someone that, that likes symmetry and, and, and organisation. There's a part of my brain that kind of gets it, but that's only a little part of my brain. The rest of it is like, it's wrong. 
And inside in my soul, it's like, it's wrong to do that to people. If you care about this person and you want them there, because end of the day, I think the bridesmaid's duty is not just to be there to, to look good in pictures or to look good in, in the public or to look good when you have six on one side and six on the other side and get they all look good. It's about, is this person close to me? Is this the person I want standing beside me when I'm getting married? Basically, yeah, that's what I think it is. Holding my, 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 my bouquet, lifting up my dress, Somebody that is going to give me the tissue if I start crying. Somebody that I can rely on when things, you know, stuff hits the fan. You are somebody that I'm close to. You are somebody that I've relied on X amount of years. You are somebody that is important to me as a person. And I want you there on the most important day of my life thus far. That's what I feel it is. And to bring weight into the equation, I just feel it's wrong. Yeah, that's fucking out of order. But but again, so now here's another interesting thing for me now. So as the bride, she's probably put in some effort to lose some weight for this wedding day Probably. as well. I'll just wait for my wedding. So my question now is, if or when she puts on weight after the wedding and her husband doesn't want to be with her anymore, Ooh. would she understand that? Ooh. Would she understand that? Ooh. Some women do. Because, how, because how, how is it different? Some women do. Some women do. And I think a lot of people actually have this, this, this notion that if you met me this way, so maybe she was nine stone. She went down to eight stone for the wedding. But she goes back up to nine stone. I think most people would say that's acceptable. That's how you met the person. They go back up to 12, 13, 14 stone. Then it comes down to now you've, you've broken the uh, A contract. You say that. Yes. But I married you at eight stone. So I married a different nah, person. Nah, I'm, not, I'm not having that one. Oh, well, it's I'm the not, truth. I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not truth. actually, yeah, I get that. But uh, you met me at nine. You proposed to me at nine. I just lost a bit of weight so I could fit into this dress and look. I extra, married you at extra. eight. That's you fine. Ain't, you ain't the same person that's, I married. That's fine. <laughs> You're not the same person I married. But you I'm just, you I, weigh more. I am the same person that, There's you, more of you. that you asked to marry you. Mm. Simple. Mm. So you're saying you're saying now. So, so if she went to thirteen, then it's a different. Then person. that's the diff- then that's an argument that people can have. Uh, again, I don't think you should marry somebody just for their weight. But just like earlier on, if uh, where the person left the person because of money, if uh, aesthetically you want this, who am I to say that you can't have that in a in a relationship? It's just it, it may be shallow to me, but if that's your thing, then that's your thing. For me, I want somebody that I can be brutally honest with that sits there and take it. Some people would be like, "That's abuse." Uh, why would you want to abuse somebody? Because they might see it as abusive to be brutally honest with somebody. Mm. I know there's people outside of our relationship that when we're talking, they, they see. They, I I know for sure the way I talk to my missus, there are men and women out there that be like, "No, mm, not like, around like, me." Like you're that's rude. Like how can you talk? <laughs> How could you talk to a woman like that? And 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 I've asked them when we come home, do you have an issue with this? I'm like, no, you just said what you meant. You say the same thing behind doors as you say in front of people. You don't mince your words. And I, I, that's who I'm I, I married. That's who I love. End of. When will you if marry? If other person has an issue with it, then that's no worry, stuff. That's that's the minute. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want it to seem like I'm putting you down or, or besmirching you in public. And she'd be like, no, I don't, I don't look at things like that. If that's how they think, that's how they think, innit? We are happy together. And that's really, really. I, I'll be honest with you. One of this, this losing weight for weddings thing is triggering for me. Mm. Um, I'm not sorry. Yeah, yes. it's very triggering for me. Why are you triggering? I, I don't, because. You just always been slim. You, no, but it's triggering. Bastard. It's triggering for me because it, it, it points to a couple of things. The first thing it points to is that you know that you're overweight. Bride or the, the person that the, the bride, yeah, whoever. You know that you're overweight. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. The, the person that's been requested to lose weight. Yeah. So, right. uh, so you know that you're overweight. You already know that. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying to me that it's all right for me to be with you when you're overweight and not ha- feel no way about it. But on this wedding day, you're prepared to motivate yourself to lose weight. And then after the wedding day is over, doesn't matter no more. So yeah, you lost me somewhere along the line. Oh yeah, you're, you're think, speaking of you're on, thinking on about half of who? No, I'm I'm thinking like um, let's say I was a I was a, I was I was getting married. You're the bride. Uh, no, I'm the I'm the the groom. Okay. Yeah, and if my missus started to put in effort to lose weight for the wedding, yeah, I would be triggered by that. I, that would upset me. <sighs> it would upset me. Why? Because what you're basically saying is that. You know that you're overweight. Yeah. It's all right for me to deal with you being overweight, but on the wedding day, everybody else is going to get the best, 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 best. But you met the person overweight, no? Sorry? You met them overweight. You asked them out overweight. You asked to marry them overweight. Okay. So what's your problem? Because my problem now is I'm happy with you how you are. And you now are saying to me, oh, I'm not good enough. I know that I'm overweight for myself. I feel that I'm overweight for myself, but I can only motivate myself to do something about it because we're getting married and everybody else is going to see. And what's the problem with that? Because I, I, who are you? You just said you're happy. Um, you're happy with the way the person is. I am not happy with... So you're imposing yourself on other no, person. No, but then the, pers- is the person is not... The person is and not... oppressive. And you joke, the person is not happy with... Like Mel, sis, podcaster. <laughs> He's come back. Um... The, the 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 person is not happy with themselves. Yeah. Like, nah, I don't like it. I, I think that's too authoritative for you to be like, if you want that, you should be doing it for me, basically. Man. You shouldn't be doing it for yourself. No, but then they're not doing it for themselves. That's the point. They're doing it for everyone else. I don't I don't think people do it for everyone else. They, do it they it, do. They're doing it. Everybody sees them every day, innit? They're doing, they're doing, if they were doing it for other people, then they would have lost weight. From long time, but if they they uh, want to look a certain way for their wedding, for themselves, it's lies for themselves. Not lies. even and it, I, you can even throw in the equation. They're not doing it. Even they're not even trying to look good for me. I would even even agree with. Yeah, they're not even trying to look good for you as the husband walking down. They're doing it for themselves for their own self esteem. Yes, they care about everybody looking at them like, wow, she looks gorgeous in that dress and whatnot. But they're doing it for their own self esteem. I don't see it as as is a thing that I'm trying to. Uh, it's for everyone else's yeah, approval. I mean, man. it's it's that's a secondary thing. It's not the initial thing. I think. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's always been a bit of a, a weird one for me. The people that are doing it for other people's approval, they are, best believe they're in the gym all the time already. There's people that we know that they that because of everybody else's approval, they're in the gym. So when I lost weight for my wedding, um, I did it for. I'm trying to think if I did it for myself or my wife. It just this, this was not for everybody else though. Because I can put myself in those shoes. I lost weight. I looked good in my suit. Did I, I, If you ask me, did I do it for myself or did I do it for my missus? I don't know. And she lost weight as well. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you if she did it for me or she did it for herself. But I'm, I'm very, very, very sure it's, she, it's, didn't, she it's, didn't do it for the, for the crowd. It's interesting because, like I said, all of these suits are tailored, aren't they? So you look good. I I look fine. I will speak for myself. I look better, slimmer in a suit than I do bigger in a suit. It doesn't matter how tailored it is. Yeah, it's weird. A, 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 a bigger person in a tailored suit is going to look better than a bigger person that maybe bought a, a suit off the 
the shelf. But so then that negates the tailored part. Looking slimmer is gonna is is a bit less than that important. Uh-huh. Um. So who you're, you're speaking from a privileged point of position? Who 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 is the asshole? Who's who's she asking if she's an asshole for not going? Oh no, it's, it's not an actual asshole one, is it? It's, yeah, it's just a. Just I don't a know. Thing that we can but I'm asking is is. Well, you're gonna say that the the bride is an asshole, yes? Um. Yeah, my point of view is just yeah, that's fuckery, man. All right, so the bride's the asshole for not. Uh, for asking the bridesmaids to lose weight, Stavros is saying that. Simple Simon is saying that. Mm-hmm. Now, is the bridesmaid who was requested? Listen, imagine it was put this way. Listen, cuz I'm getting uh, you know such and such proposed to me. I want you to be my bridesmaids. The thing is that I've just I've always had this notion of what I want my wedding to look like. You know, yada yada yada. yada. Somewhere down the line, after softening up the the person, now you know I know you've had this thing about your weight and that you find it hard to lose weight and whatnot. But I want you to be my bridesmaid. You're the closest thing I've had to a sister. You know, neither of us had a sister. We we grew up together. But I've always had this notion of what my wedding's going to look like. And each of the bridesmaids I'm going to have, three of them, whatever, need to be uh, less than 12 stone, 10 stone. I don't know what's what's decent or what's reasonable, 10 stone or something like that, or 11 stone. And I know that you're a bit above that. But the wedding's not going to be for six months or so. Now I want you to be the bridesmaids. Is it possible that you could lose the weight for the for the to to be to be part of that? Because I want you to be my bridesmaid. Like, could could you do that for me? Now the cousin, the bridesmaids in in waiting says, "Not only am I not going to do that for you." No, hold on. The bridesmaid asks, "So what? If I don't lose the weight, can um, can I still be the bridesmaid? Um, maybe let's let's say even when I don't, I'll try. But if I don't lose it, can I be the bridesmaid?" She'd be like, "No." No, it's been really important for me to be such and such. So I've got a backup plan if if you don't make it. Then the the cousin says, all right, not only am I not going to lose the weight, because going by the thing, it's like I'm not even going to try. She says that genetically she can't lose weight. That's kind of like what she said. Chatting shit. I know, with that bit, that's where it's like, "Mm." everyone can lose weight. Yeah. But fair enough, she's saying genetically she's big genetically. Okay. Which probably means she's been bigger her, her whole life. Which, which, again, there are people that eat whatever they want, don't do any exercise, and don't put on weight. And then there are people that, that do exercise and eat relatively well, and they're bigger than that person. So genetically, yes, I can say that probably this person is bigger genetically. But for her to say that she can't lose weight, I just disagree with that notion. I think anybody can lose weight. But anyways, she said, not only am I going to not lose the weight, because genetically I'm big, so I'm not even going to try but I'm now not coming to your wedding because you've offended me that much. I think what you said is quite offensive. So I'm not coming to the wedding. If I can't be the bridesmaids, who who I am, who who your cousin has always been, I'm just not coming to the wedding. Is she the answer for saying that? This kind of goes back to where we started. Well, you know me, I love the circle. Yeah, it goes back to where we started because you said that women lie to each other, isn't it? So it means that she's been lying to each other, lying to her, her cousin potentially no, I, I'm not saying all that, over no. life. Yeah, I'm glad you put the potential in there. I, I, that, not necessarily. Your weight has not nothing to do with me uh, being a friend with you. Uh, now, ten years down the line, me wanting to get married and having somebody that is slim by my side. Now, that's the only time your weight has meant anything, and that's when I ask you, and that's the issue. But it was never an issue before because what, it didn't make a difference when we were driving. It didn't make a difference where we went. It didn't make a difference who we were dating. It didn't make a difference about, about anything. So I can see what you're saying, but I don't. I don't jump down that road. See, evil Simon now. Evil Simon would 
Oh, we like Evil Simon. Yeah, Evil Simon, if I was that bridesmaid, yes. would say, okay, all right. Talk to the other bridesmaids. Make sure all three of us lose more weight than the bride. So that she looks like a fat bitch. Yeah, well, I don't. I doubt the bridesmaids would do that. Gaza. To the bride. Gaza. Is she the asshole for not coming to the wedding now? Is she an asshole for not coming to the wedding? The woman that she said is like my sister. Nah, I mean, nah. If you feel mortally offended like that, then it's not like you're the one to get married. So you might not even be, no, you might not even be missed. Okay. I think if I put it if if it was asked the way that I said it yeah which was very diplomatically as diplomatic as I think you can tell somebody you're fat lose weight for my wedding because you're gonna look make the pictures look ugly <laughs> no she's still not the asshole for the game yeah she's not yeah, the asshole for the game because basically you're saying to me I need to lose weight to be your bridesmaid because of the photos if I don't potentially lose- that's that's the how I see it yeah, I, no, but I, I don't see other, any other reason for but it, then like, if I don't lose weight I can't be a bridesmaid, but I'm going to be at the wedding and there will still be photos. Yeah, but... So so now you're telling me that I don't look good in photos is basically what you're saying to me. So fuck you. Excuse my language again. Yeah. It's always me. Fair enough. Yeah? All right, so yeah. You're not, yeah, yeah. You are not the asshole of the person that wrote. That's like someone saying to me, oh yeah, I want you to be a, a groomsman, but you got to cut your hair. <laughs> I suck your mother. I want to know how big she is um, because I, I know pictures love um, hiding themselves in the thing. So I, I see the, her profile picture, but um, you can be a bridesmaid of mine, but you need to have a breast reduction because you can't have bigger breasts than me. Oh God! Oh, okay. This is a better picture of her. All right? Is she big, big? No, she's not even that big. She's big, but she's not like she, that. Is not. She's not genetically big. Put it that way. That one just loves to eat and doesn't do any physical activity. Wow. I can see it. Wow. That is not genetically big. She she's she, she's like um if she got pregnant, you wouldn't got, notice. got really big at pregnant and then when the baby came didn't lose the baby weight. That's how big she is. She's not one of those ones you have to roll down the hill. Yeah, she's, I wouldn't yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. she's just yeah, she's not. She's not like a like that bad actually, and maybe that even makes it worse because you're not even like super like you're not that big. I actually want to see the bride. Yeah, no, no, yeah, man. Look, this is this her. Okay, she doesn't even look that big in this. In this, ah, she's not. That's not just like for Nigerians. Oh, I can see she's in Nigeria. For Nigerians, you're not even like she's a normal Nigerian. She's an auntie. That's a normal Nigerian, are you? Yeah. It's just built like a normal Nigerian. Yeah, I would still um, lick a chicken bone looking at someone. If her face, I don't find her attractive, but if her face was better, be, I would, yeah, size wouldn't be a big thing for me. No. It's too much of a portion for me, but that's because I'm small. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Church notes and good boys. Jesu Christi. Um... At Simple Simon FB on Twitter, I don't have Instagrams as you done know already. Um, what did I do this week? I watched a whole lot of stuff, so much stuff that I don't even remember the stuff that I watched. First of all, I've done that before, the boys 
is back. This is the Amazon Prime series. The boys are back in town. Season three is a bit of a mother's one. It's a mother's one. So yeah, if you get a chance to look at that. Um, I watched a film yesterday, day before yesterday, called Fatherhood, um, which is starring... What name again? Kevin Hart. Um, and... Oh, what's that lady's name? Oh, so this is what, the Netflix film come out like two, three years ago. No, this one is out this year. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a it's a film film. It's not like a documentary. It's a film film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, uh, yeah, the single dad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for some strange reason, it's look, it's been released like twenty twenty two. Maybe it was. Yeah. It's, it feels like an old film, but yeah, um, yeah. But. So the, that one, um, it was a nice movie. It's interesting to see Kevin Hart doing a different type of comedy, not that over the top kind of character. So if you get a chance, have a look at that one. Um, what else did I watch this week? Um, what was that film? Another film called Hustle. It's an Adam Sandler film uh, produced by LeBron James. Um, yeah, how good is it? Got the Queen of Tifa in there. Um, if you like basketball, you'll like the film. Um, I was actually quite surprised at how many. Well, obviously because it's LeBron James. It's just there's actual basketballers in there. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't follow basketball, but yeah, I heard there's a bunch of so I don't think I would like uh, recognize them. Wouldn't uh, mean anything to me. Uh, I recognize them, but didn't realize why I recognize them. And when I say there's a lot of them in the film, and they say really big, I guess I uh, know some of the really big ones. Uh, when I say there's a lot of them in the film, okay. I'm talking there might have been at least ten, mm. maybe more. Even the, the main actors, uh, NBA. yeah, exactly. So they had um, legends, and they had current players, and they mm. had, do you know what I mean? So, it, and a lot of them were just there as themselves. So, um, yeah, that was a nice movie, very good movie. Again, Adam Sandler's doing a different type of comedy. Um, it wasn't comedy outright, but you know he still has that comedic element to him. Mm. Um, but he actually was all right in this movie. He wasn't over the top like he normally is. Um, he's got those two modes though. Blatantly, he's, yeah. he's just he just doesn't do this that often. But yeah. he's, he's got roles like this. Yeah, it's a nice movie. Hustle, twenty twenty two, nice one. All right. Um, what else was there? I did watch something else as well, but I can't even remember. I've watched bad things. I don't know what happened to me. I just I know you do, man. You're turning in, into a Sat in the mold and just watched bad things. And uh, the best one was what? That's, that's a good way to put it. Um, out of Fatherhood and Thing, but they're com- two completely different films. But I feel like no, I'm talking about all the things you watch. Are those the two best things you watch? In, oh no, no, I can't remember the titles for the other things that I've watched. That's the thing. I've, I've watched some Mazzini t- things, man. I watched another stupid film with um, Channing Tatum called Dog. Yeah. Um, the film wasn't great, but there was some in. Enlightening ideas that were passed across there as normal. I'm trying to remember if he directed it or produced it. I don't produced it. But I'm trying to remember if he directed it. Even. Some ideas that were put across there that uh, they were put across as very normal, but they weren't. And it's, you only notice if you're not part of that culture. You're looking at it thinking, "What the fuck is this racist shit?" Oh. But yeah, exactly. So the dog as well. Um, I watched a very good film the other day called. Is it No Words? Last Words. Uh, it was a. Um, I don't know if it was Sundance Festival. It was a film festival nominee or winner or what have you. Mm. Um, it's a futuristic drama, um, which was really quite interesting uh, f- from a black person's perspective. 
some fuckery happened in that movie that I, I wasn't entirely comfortable with, but I can't understand how it was also allowed to just be there in the film, uh, weirdly. So, yeah, Last Words is another one that you can have a look out for. Like I said, I've watched so much stuff, I can't even remember everything. Next time, I'm going to write them down and then put my little two-word review next to each of them. Anyway, be good to each other. Look after yourself. Petrol is one, was two pound a litre to our American friends. We pay two pounds per litre. You pay by the gallon. That means that you would be paying nearly nine dollars for our petrol. Count yourself lucky. Gaza. All right. Um, I am Stavros Boss. Stavros says... This, well, and you can find me at Stavros Boss on all the socials. Stavros says this week is the Sign of the Times live show by Prince. Okay. The symbol. That was something I saw, I think, on TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year or two after it came out. Obviously, um, I think we even recorded it off the TV. But for whatever reason, with all the, the beef that Prince had with all the, his label drama, that's been like off... You couldn't get it anywhere, like yeah. officially, unless you had it on a DVD from back in the day that you got from HMV or wherever it was, mm-hmm. or our price. Mm-hmm. You get me? You couldn't, you couldn't actually view it properly. And his people were quite stringent with uh, having his stuff online as well. So he, even on YouTube, you couldn't, you couldn't see the whole thing. And it's one of those. Like, I'm not a fan of live shows per se, but that's one of them ones that's. It's one of the best ever. And. Uh, even me as a youth, I can remember that thing. But basically, it's, it's come out now. And in, in, in previous months, they've put it back out. You can view it. You can buy it. So I'm just gonna shout out wicked performances. The show it was like a show. It was like a it was like a theater uh, thing almost because mm. it had like inter- intermissions and stories. Yeah. To to document this this album. So that's Prince. If you don't know Prince, the legend, then it's one of my bro- older brother's favorite artists as well. So, uh, to shout out Prince and Sound of the Times Live, I'm going to go back and watch it myself. Go One of the things that I really watched that was really good and I've forgotten what the title was, I just remember what the title is. Um, it's a documentary called What is a Woman? Um, oh, yeah. And it's, Sorry, and uh, it's by Matt Walsh. Sorry, I didn't get around to it. Yeah. So, if you guys have been on social media and you've seen this clip of um, Dr. Phil, where there is a guy with glasses and a woman with a beard, and the guy with glasses is asking the woman with a beard what a woman is and there's lots of scurrying around the answer of the question that guy has actually done a documentary and his documentary asked the same question um i thought it was a really good documentary not because of my point of view but because uh he asked a good what i would consider a fair cross-section of people from professionals um people that teach sociology psychologists um, surgeons uh, he, he asked a good selection of people um, and it was really well, I mean in the beginning there was a lot of sensationalisation but towards the middle onwards he really got to the crux of it so if you get a chance what is a woman Matt Walsh you can actually watch that on YouTube the whole thing you should have sent the link man you can see it on YouTube so yeah if you get a chance have a look at that alright also Ozark because is, is it finished finished Wow, Mr. Mr. Wolf is cool. In fact, you know, I'm actually gonna pick it up. Mr. Wolf, you are on the air. Mr. Wolf. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're recording right now. You were just doing our outro. Yo, oh, you're doing the outro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now you're on. Oh, okay, you're, okay. You're no, I was. 
I'm driving local in it, so I was going to see if you guys were still, you know, doing your thing. How close is local? I'm an angel. Well, um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm about. I'm about. I'm going to my parents. So if you if you want to hook up and 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 go down, then pass through, bro. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I'll just I'll just go because right. I'm in a zip car, bro. Zip car. Hey. Uh, zip, 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 zip away. Yeah, mate. It's an electric one as well. So. Oh, uh, your first your first experience with an electric car. First electric car experience. Yes, yes. Fully and, electric. This one. And so. your views? Whoa. I was thinking for a few minutes there, I was thinking, um, why isn't the car turning on? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was thinking, what's going on here? And, you know, I'm your uncle. And but I, you know, I thought, let me just put it in drive and see what happens. And yeah, it was moving me. I thought, okay. The, you know I mean? the silence stunned you. It's too quiet, bruv. Like, it's just not, there's nothing. Zero sound. You know? And these zip cars, you know, you can't hide the fact that you're in a zip car in these things. No, 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 no. They, they let you know, innit? Yeah. And yeah, everybody nice. knows. Big old zip and bubbles on the side, boy. It's all good. But now it's come in handy um, since I've been off-road, man. I can't lie. It's helped me out. But yeah, I'll leave you guys to it, man. All right, man. All right, bro. Are you going to send any messages to the people? Oh, um, oh shit! This is recording, yeah. I did tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did. No, just um, you know, large up, simple Simon and Stavros the Boss Windross for keeping it going for episode three hundred and sixty. Wow, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, it's all good. Um, I'll definitely be there. Um in some way, shape, or form next week if we do it early. You get me? But no, man. No, man. No. <laughs> All right, man. Hint, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll cut that out if you don't want it. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, man. I'll catch you guys, man. I'll speak to you later. All right, bro. The indicator's louder than the engine, dog. All right, okay. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, bro? It's crazy. Yeah. Right. All right. I'll speak to you later. Later. Peace. Alright. Let's play this music again. It was a nice conversation with you, bro. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. A bit more esoteric than it, it may have been with other. It's mad because I think every one on one conversation with every one of us would be different. Yeah, if yeah. you just take two people and put them together from their pod, I don't know what how many numbers you'd get with five when you split into two and do each one. 25 or something, isn't it? Well, that would sound well, too many, but, but whatever it is, it just the roads that it will go down is completely different yeah and I, I love it personally so it, hopefully you enjoy the, the conversation as well it's a bit less banter than, than you have got with, with, without certain people here but it is what it is alright um, yeah so Stavros uh, alright so yeah ESN podcast on the socials plug hashtag ESN pod start joining the conversation plug it send us your amada arseholes and all that good stuff you heard you can send that to ESN podcast at gmail.com plug and uh, so yeah yeah I was talking about and you were talking about the film and yeah you, you had to finish basically. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. alright then okay so this is Stevie Wonder and this song is called Pastime Paradise if you don't know what sample it, but then they're very young or very stupid. Yeah, I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah.
Listen, was like the biggest song ever. No, deserve it. What we film did it come from? I can't remember the name, I can see the woman's face. Uh, it's not dangerous, man. It's a dangerous man. I can't even remember, man. It's what it is. This is Coolio featuring the LV Gangster's Paradise. Thank you very much for tuning in to Eloquently Saying Nothing, episode 360. We dangerous know, Minds. We are blessed. Well, oh, it was Dangerous yeah, Minds. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So thanks. Uh, go forth, multiply, be blessed, and lose weight for that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Before I say my thing, yeah. Sainsbury's plastic bags are going from 20 pence to 30 pence on Wednesday. This podcast drops on Tuesday. They're going from 20 pence to 30 pence on Wednesday. That's a 50% increase. That's what you should know. That's all. You should do the bag for life business. And remember, dripping bang. if you ain't saying nothing, say it well. Say it well. Slack for life. I'm 23 now, but when I live to see 24, the way things are going out and out. Slack for life. In terms of size, in terms of size, how big of a hip hop track would you consider this to be? Top 10 ever. What tracks are bigger than it? That might be a whole podcast on its own. Uh, yeah, because yeah, let's do that another time. <laughs> I got you. I'll try and come back next week or something. Right. I'm, I'm gonna forget that. I'll try. Nice money in the power. Power. Minute after minute. Minute. Hour after hour. Everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking. What's going on in the kitchen? But I don't know what's cooking. They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't. I guess they won't. I guess they front. That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool. Rudens and other small insects. Welcome to the Inside Podcast.